Hello ladies, hello gentlemen. If you're a regular listener to the podcast, then thank you for your continued support. But if you happen to have stumbled onto this podcast for the first time, then it's a massive welcome to you and thanks for joining us. But now it's time for the disclaimer. If you're hoping for in-depth facts and statistics that have been checked and verified, then you've probably come to the wrong place. This is the Big Bad Bike Show where banter comes first. I'm your host, the Big Bad Biker, Sam McCauley, and joining me tonight is the up north biker, Ash Hall. Say hello, Ash. Hello there. And Moto <laughs> Chippy, Chris Chippy Ballard. Say hello, Chippy. Hello. Ash, do you want to reference your little hello there and tell the listeners why you say that? Why you don't just say... Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes, he's a massive Star Wars fan. Hello there. As if people know what the fuck you're talking about. Nobody knows anything about... Everybody knows that. Know. Everybody knows I that. Know. I didn't know that until I met... I watched a lot of Star Wars growing up, and I didn't know that until I met you. I didn't know it was a thing. I didn't know it was main. It's in... It's in episode three, Revenge of the Sith. He jumps off the balcony. General Grievous is there, and he goes, Hello there. Everybody knows that. Lots of people say lots of things in lots of movies. It doesn't mean that it gets referenced. And then he says, General Kenobi! (laughs) Editing that, but... If I was a new listener, I would have turned off by now. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's definitely turned off. Like, so, right, so... Well, he ruined it. (laughs) It's Sunday, it's almost 9pm or thereabouts... That's right, folks. I said it's a Sunday, so you'll realise we usually record on a Monday or a Tuesday, but this week we're recording on a Sunday because, once again, young Chappie couldn't be bothered to get his priorities in order. But don't worry, I'll disrupt all my family's lives, my kids and my wife. I'll disrupt their Sunday night in the good of the podcast. Don't worry, Chappie, I'll do that. Thank you. God forbid you had to move a few things around. Unfortunately, I can't move work around. I kind of have to work around it. Right, if you're listening on YouTube, <laughs> then please like, subscribe. You can hit the notification bell too. That way you won't miss a podcast. You won't miss a video because Up North Biker Ash Hall quite often puts videos on there. If you're on Spotify or Apple Podcast, then you can leave a comment. Uh, you can let us know where you're leaving from. Or leaving. You can let us know where you're listening from. Uh, you can get in contact with us at podcast at bigbadbs.co.uk. I think there may actually be a way on Spotify that you can just write a message as well. And I said it last week, I'll say it this week again, there might be a poll down there. So scroll up, scroll down and see if there's a poll. Once again, Chappie's earphones aren't working because he is a consummate professional. I was trying to work out how I turn you up. Coming up on the show, we have the all-new Who Am I, uh, as usual. Uh, this week's is... Mine. Chippies, I believe. Oh, you haven't written it on. You put it as yeah. a secret. Yeah, it's a secret. Uh, we are going to be talking about uh, well our reactions to this week's BSB at Thruxton, which was very good. And we'll be doing our predictions for the MotoGP in Austria. Austria. Is it Red Bull Ring? Is that what it's called in Austria? Yes. Red Bull Ring? I believe so. Red Bull Ring. Quite like Austria. It's probably my favourite track of the year. Like As a track, it's a very good track, I think. My favourite track of the year is Circuit of the Americas. I love it. It's class. If yeah, I, that is good. If, if like some sort of MotoGP ferry came down to me and said, or basically if my wife allowed me to spend the money and said you can go to any MotoGP this year... Except Silverstone, because I could probably go to it if I want it. I would probably pick Austin, Texas. Yeah, I think it's probably got the best atmosphere. Mm. 
Well, to be honest, if it's a fair, a little MotoGP ferry coming down, then you, you know you have to take your opportunity. I could probably go to France, you know, if I really push my luck. I could probably go to France or Germany or Austria, really. But you know, if a little ferry comes down, you got to push your luck. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm pushing my luck. That's right. I'm taking my ass to America. <laughs> I'm going over there, <laughs> watch some, watch some bikes, shoot some guns, whatever else to do. <laughs> ride a Harley Davidson. That's what's coming up on the show. Uh, let's just get into yeah. it. So, usually we have a catch up at this point. Does anybody have anything to say? Usually, because we only recorded it a few days ago, and now we're recording on Sunday. I'll be honest, I'll go first. I have done nothing in the past couple of days. My kids are in summer holidays, so I'm just being dad, going to the park, coming home, looking at the clock, wondering. How soon is too soon for me to start drinking before I have to consider myself an alcoholic? <laughs> it's getting earlier and earlier. It's like being in lockdown all over again, except this time I have to socialise with people. It's horrible, but that's what I've been up to. Anybody else been doing anything more exciting than me? Obviously, apart from watching bikes and you know enjoying football, being back on TV. Uh, no, I've done Chippy. nothing. I've literally gone back to work. My family's gone home, so I'm back at work. And that's all I've done. Unfortunately, Ash. Hmm. Uh, well, as you know, uh, I went back to Yorkshire this week. Well, this week uh, for a funeral, which obviously is never nice. But you know, it was uh, it was a nice do. It was a nice little send off. Uh, I got to watch uh, Leeds play while I was down mm. there, um, which was great. And yeah, it, at least we won it's that one. Shrewsbury. Um, <laughs> I know it's on a Shrewsbury, I know, I know. I, and you I only know. just won it as well. That, yeah, it's all right then. Um, so yeah, I went to go watch Leeds play, and uh, I also went to uh, the best place for fish and chips in the world, which Devon. is Whitby in North Yorkshire. Very lovely. Um, and I also went to a... Um, where did I go? Oh, I went to a Druid's Temple, which I've never been to before, and it was actually really interesting. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> and I made some videos which uh, get criticised all the time because basically what Sam and Chippy do is think how can we ruin Ash's day in the group chat and then anything I do I could do anything I could even just say oh I'm I'm doing this today and they'll just like cool story bro <laughs> you do exactly the same to us yes. I went to Pizza Express a few months no, ago no but you, you two went, do it all the time <laughs> like, all the time I went to Pizza Express a few weeks ago for my birthday and I just put a picture of a pizza on it and you were like, looks crap, for no reason other than just to annoy me. That no, because it. I knew you were at Pizza Express. Pizza, I don't like I Pizza don't like Express. Express. Oh, here we go, anyway. Pizza Gate. We could have an entire episode on No, we're not, we're not doing Pizza Gate do again. We aren't doing it. We're not doing Pizza Gate. No, we're not doing it. Um... And I also went to Gothland, where they film Harry Potter at this train station, and that was really cool as well. You're such a nerd. You're more of a nerd than Chappie, and Chappie's a nerd. I wear glasses. Well, I'm, you, you know I'm a nerd. What one's a nerd <laughs> and what one's a geek? What, are you a geek, Chappie? And Ash, uh, you're a nerd. I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm a nerd. Chippy's a Doesn't geek. Doesn't a geek know more than a nerd? Isn't a geek more clever? Yeah, but no, a geek is somebody that's good with computers, and a nerd is just somebody like me. I like yeah, I'd Star say Wars, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I'll be the geek then. I'm just comic relief. <laughs> <laughs> I was like that at school. He he likes all that nerdy stuff too. He I just don't. I don't. I hate Star Wars. Uh, 
I like nerdy stuff, but not to the extent that you like it. I like football, but I'm not a hooligan. You know, I like a little bit. I like just enough of everything to be able to involve myself in any conversation. That's it. I like to be the funny guy wherever I'm at. If I'm in a bunch of nerds, I don't want to be standing there thinking, God, I've got nobody to talk to. I'll just talk to these nerds. But then you need to know what they're talking about. Unless they start talking about computer stuff. Oh, here's how you code and format and this and that. Like, whenever you ring up... With well, a that's, pro- that's chippy. That's a, that's a geek. Yeah, he suddenly rings me on a Monday, though, when he's editing. When's the last time <laughs> I've asked you for anything whenever we're editing? Uh, well, you needed my help earlier with a new font and stuff for the light. No, I didn't need your help. I didn't need your help. It was thrust upon me. Your help was thrust <laughs> upon me. Ash gave me all these great, insightful ideas. Basically, what he said was, that looks shit. I was like, well, how am I going to improve it? <laughs> change the font. <laughs> oh, great. I'll just change the font. To what? Do what with it? So anybody that watches YouTube, you'll notice that <laughs> the past couple of weeks I've been trying to play around with the, the picture, of the, an idea to give you an idea of what we're talking about on the show, and I've, I've changed it and tweaked it a little bit. I'll learn, rather than Ash giving me actual, like, not just criticism I and feedback. I changed the font. I just said <laughs> the font looks shite. <laughs> yeah, and I agree. It does look shit, but I'm not good with that sort of stuff. That's what the nerd's for. That's what Chappie's there for. <laughs> And then Chippy's step. No, I was just giving you my feedback. That's all I was doing. Yeah. Somebody outside the show giving feedback's fine, but you're in the show. Don't just give feedback. I know. Don't just come with problems. Give me solutions too. <laughs> I've seen this. I think that was a good idea. However, here's how you could improve it. No, you well, How difficult is it to write a sentence in a nice font? Well, obviously quite difficult because I don't know how you do it. <laughs> what is a nice font? Comic Sans? That's no. the only font I know of. That is the only font I know off the top of my head. The only font I could say. Right, we um, are really we digressing here. We haven't even yeah. started to, to the bikes. I know, but <laughs> I could go further. Nobody, this, everyone's yeah. turned off. Any new listeners <laughs> yeah, have well, now turned it off and that's not a bike podcast. <laughs> They're probably some will maybe like stubbornly listen to it, thinking, "When the fuck are they going to talk about bikes?" <laughs> now, now we're going to talk about bikes. Right, first part of the show is the "Who Am I?" This is the first bike-related thing. Right, so who am I? So who am I? Is a little segment where we pick somebody from the racing world. We give you some little clues, and you guess who it is. And if you want, you can get involved. You can send us an email at podcast at bigbadbs.co.uk. But why would you? No other fucker does, so you don't either. But you know the opportunity is there for you to do it so last week the clues where I was born in Alanya in 1996 I competed in the Red Bull MotoGP Rookies Cup in 2013-2014 and joined the World Superbikes in 2018 riding a Kawasaki ZX-10R did anybody guess it yes as in, did we get an email or not? No. <laughs> Nobody got in contact last week. Well, the answer was Top Rack Razgatlioglu. Yeah, and sometimes people do get in contact. We do get listeners email in. They do, yeah. Yeah, this week uh, was not. I just realised that we do have a question this week and we've just completely ignored it, but we'll do it after the Who Am I? Because it's our podcast, we do what we want. Right, so, this week uh, is Moto Chippy. Yes. Chippy, well, it's your turn to do... Why do you keep it a because secret? Because you Google it. it. You Google there? it and then you're like, oh, I think I, I know who it is. And then you message me with the right answer. If I just give you the clues now, then you haven't got time to Google it. Anyway, these are the clues. You had the, the Google, first clue. You had the Google top rack. 
No, God, because ashes, they're too obvious. Like, he just picks, like, Valentino... Well, that wasn't, because you guessed it wrong That's twice. What I mean. It's too obvious. I, I wouldn't have thought you'd have picked Toprak. I was thinking Turkish rider. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's probably going to be... It's so obvious. <laughs> it's so obvious. It's too obvious, Ash. Yes. Well, as usual, everybody, I'm shit. <laughs> Come on, let's crack on. Right. Well, my first clue is I was born in... <laughs> I was born in Catalica, Italy, in 1987. You can't even... You can't even pronounce it. No, I don't know how to pronounce that. But I was born in Italy in 1987. Dumb fuck. Catalica, right. something like that. Uh, right. Second clue, I won the 250cc World Championship in 2008. And the third and final clue is my father founded a current Moto3 team. That bit should give it away. Current Moto3 Before I started watching, watching it properly, so... 2008. You'll know who this is. 250. 2008 champion. I'm just thinking of Italian riders. Mm. Oh, Italian. I was thinking Spain, but you said that like Italian riders. Born in 1987. Anyway, while you think about that, should we go on to the next bit? Right. So I have a feeling I know who it well, is. Message me then. Message me privately. Before I know you. If you would like it. to con- If you would like to contact us uh, to give us any feedback or ask us any questions we're going to come on to questions now but if you would like to contact us or with the answer to the who am I uh, it's podcast at bigbadbs.co.uk we do have a question we will get into that now god you're so stupid Ash no it's not him right I'm not I'll just give oh do you know what (laughs) fuck you I'll just give you a guess you fucking little dweeby geeky looking cunt fuck off (laughs) You brought out the sea ball before I did this week. She's living. Fucking did. I'm sick of his little fucking nerdy annoying piss fuck face. <laughs> fuck you. Ash has a meltdown. I'll put that in the timestamps. Ash has a meltdown. 15 minutes in. He's been just fucking twisting it today, and I, I genuinely just wanted to like reach for my phone and strangle the shit out of you. Right, anyway. I'm sorry, Mrs. Chippy. I'm not going to strangle your son. I do love him, really. Anyway, your guess is wrong. <sighs> right, yes, thank so you. I realised that. We had a question from, uh, I assume it's a dude. He's calling himself Jiminy Cricket. Right, so the question is, he says, Tapod <laughs> random question. I'm looking to do a CBT and direct access as close to the new year as possible, but I'm going to be buying a Triumph Tiger 800 as my first bike after he does his, his test. I'm a big guy, 150 kilograms, uh, getting it second hand, <laughs> getting it second hand and going, just offend their fucking <laughs> guy at Ratton, just offend them. Uh, <laughs> getting it second fucking hand. Fucking asshole. He's going to slowly start buying gear uh, to do lessons and his test, etc. Uh, he's buying a bike so, so he can commute to work all year round, from work to home and vice versa and he doesn't want to be stuck in traffic he's getting rid of his car his question is should he go textile waterproof or leathers for kit where's the best place to start looking for what he should buy first and should first should he get helmet jacket trousers gloves etc that's from jiminy cricket i don't think i've done a very good job of reading that question out but basically jiminy cricket big dude doing a cbt doing a test buying a tiger 800 wants to know the best place to buy clothes and what clothes he should get or what gear he should get. 
Ash, you've given a bit of an answer to this. Do you want to go on ahead and then I'll say what I, I have. Uh, so, first of all, uh, I'll say that it's a class choice for a first bike. Uh, I really like the Triumph Tigers. Uh, me and Sam have spoke about the Triumph yeah, Tigers kind before. Of what I was thinking of getting well to first bike. Yeah. The 800 is a decent choice. Uh, upright seating position, really comfortable, uh, really practical bike, good fuel economy. And then once you've got a feel for it, you could probably push on and get a 1200 if you fancied or just keep the 800 whatever you fancy doing uh i've had a lot of bike gear of the years and had a bit of both um in leather and textile leather is always going to give you the best protection uh if you come off it has armor fitted the same as textile and it would it would take longer to rip through it abrasively on the asphalt if you were to come off if you were to slide leather is going to protect you more um if the abrasions of the lever aren't too bad, you can continue using the levers. My dad's come off his bike numerous times when even racing, and his levers have still got through scrutineering and stuff like that. Uh, whereas textile, it would tear, and you'd need to replace it. Having said that, I prefer textile clothing. Um, it's advanced a lot over the years, gives you a great amount of protection, and you can get fully Gore-Tex and even laminate textile gear now. Um, which will keep your bone dry, even if it's like chucking it down with rain. Um, even though levers are great, when they get wet, they tend to shrink. So that's never good. I mean, you can get like Gore-Tex levers and stuff, but they just aren't good as a textile stuff. Um, yeah, the, the textile stuff's going to keep you out of the elements. You're just going to get there, you're going to be warm, you're going to be dry. So I would probably say textile is best for you considering you're going to be commuting you're not going to have a car anymore so to and from work you're going to be riding it all year round um a reasonably priced and high quality jacket and trousers i would go for would be the oxford uh, mondial advanced range they can be used all year round so that's what i would go for uh, it's got the laminate so it doesn't saturate into the fabric the first piece of gear you want to be getting is a helmet because that's the only piece of gear you actually need legally. You could shove on a bra and thong if you wanted, stick your helmet on and go for a ride. Genuinely, that's all you need. Um, there are plenty of good helmets out there um, that wouldn't break the bank. I would recommend HJC. They've been around for a long time. They've, you know, they come with the cool little flip-down sunglasses and they do racing and touring and stuff like that. Um, just go to a bike shop, try stuff on to get the right size and then have a shop around on the internet. A lot of shops, nine times out of ten, will just price match because they want to get the business from you. So yeah, hope that's uh, answered your question. Jiminy Cricket. So I'm in a similar position. I've just done a CBT. I went out, I bought some gear. The way I did it was I walked down to a shop Yes, I would like the one-piece leather, you know, the really good, really good, cool stuff, you know, or the two-piece leather, and it's really expensive. And then down at the very bottom, you've got the stuff that you can easily afford, but it's a bit shit. So I kind of just went in between the middle, you know what I mean? I also, this is how I thought about it. I'm like, I'm new to biking, and I hate the idea of anything I do, not just biking, but I hate the idea of being that guy that turns up with all the gear, but no idea, you know, I, mean, I want to turn up and people to know that guy's novice, I want people to know I'm a novice, so that they treat me with, you know, the, they treat me like a novice, you know what I mean, you don't get yourself into stupid sticky situations in, so, 
I went with a pair that you said are trousers, you know, jeans where it's been, uh, they've got like armor on them and I've got a pair of Dionese boots and I've got an Oxford jacket and a helmet. But what I've noticed, especially if you're going to be getting your bike and riding your bike in the winter time, it gets fucking freezing. It gets really, really cold. So I bought myself a little thermal thing. It's like a little onesie that goes on underneath you. When you've got it off, it looks like it's for a 10-year-old, but it stretches around your whole body. Like, it's really, really tight and it's really comfortable. They're not that expensive, but they're like a little thermal onesie. I bought thermal gloves. Get a balaclava as well. Buy a balaclava. You want one of them. I know an Irish guy telling you buy a balaclava sounds a bit funny, but get yourself a balaclava. <laughs> put that on. It'll keep your face warm. Thermal gloves keep your hands warm. You know, the that's really important i know you're thinking about what you should wear outside and your helmet and stuff but you will be freezing especially in the winter so put your get yourself some decent thermals as well but if you get gore-tex if he gets gore-tex then he won't need the thermal thing okay there you go i I don't have gore-tex go gore-tex go (laughs) gore-tex that should be the name of this this, the episode go gore-tex go go (laughs) gore-tex right there we go Start that. We hope that answered your question, Germany Craiger. If you've got any follow-up questions, you can get in touch. Uh, and hopefully, you'll be out biking sooner rather than later. Right. Yeah, and you've got bigger set of balls and chippy ass with his little laugh. <laughs> <laughs> You're just angry at me because you can't get the who am I. Yeah. Sam's got it. Yeah, I got it. Groovy. It was. Is that why you two were sniggering while I was going through that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wasn't sniggering. Yes, you were. I could see you. <laughs> Couldn't hear me though, because I was on mute. At least it wasn't like this. Yeah, well, it was funny. <laughs> you looked like the head from Art Attack. <laughs> Referencing last week, whenever we were trying to do the show, and Ash went into an absolute fit of laughter, and his little head was bobbing about side to side, like the head from Art Attack. You know that little grey head that bobs about? Hello, I'm the head. <laughs> Need to be Keanan. I look even more like the head soon. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shave all my hair off again. I think. Oh, good! I liked you with your head shaved. Off. Yeah, I think you look better with a bald head. I think you definitely look better with your head shaved off. Keep the beard. You've got back. enough hair. You've got enough hair that when you shave your hair, you can see you've had to shave it, so nobody knows exactly how much hair you have. Whereas you do that, you just look like one of them desperate dads trying to hold on to whatever little bit of hair he's got left. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel. Mm. So. You look better look with gold, but keep, keep the beard. Look at my mop. I'm keeping the beard. If I shave the beard off, I'd look like a massive fat baby. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much hair. Yeah, well. No, I've, I've like not the either. You don't eat bacon, so you're not cool. <laughs> no, I'm cool there. He's gone grey, though. No. I'm not that yeah, grey. I'm not that quite grey, grey, really. Oh, I am. Look at your beard, man. Yeah, my beard. I'm nearly 40. I look like a badger. But yeah, I'm nearly 40, man. Come on. I'd rather go grey than bald. Baldy. Yeah, I would as well. <laughs> right, so we're going to get on to the news. Anyway. Stop fucking saying it anyway and go on with the show. I hate that word. <laughs> well, the more you keep off, talking, the more you're going to have to edit out. I'm trying to leave a gap, but you keep talking anyway. in it. Anyway, this is the gap. Grassini Racing has officially announced that Alex Marquez will continue to ride for the team in 2024 MotoGP World Championship. 
this decision comes hot on the heels of Marquez's thrilling victory in the MotoGP sprint race at Silverstone. What do we make of that? I wasn't even less than that. Uh, what did you well, say? I... <laughs> 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 no, I think... Um, right. I thought that was probably definitely going to yeah, happen. I thought I it was a given. He's, he's happy there anyway, happy isn't he? There. It's only his first it's year. It's a given. He's, he's got a yeah, win. He's on a Ducati. He's just just won a sprint race. Yeah, I think it's probably a good move for him to stay at Yeah, um, good move all around. Ducati. Yeah, I don't really think... Uh, I know they don't... They maybe don't come out and announce everything straight away, but I never really thought at any stage Alex Marquez's ride at Grassini was ever in doubt unless he himself come up got a better offer and he's on a Jakai he's not going to get a better offer than a Jakai yes. no apart from maybe no, a better he's not going to go but... to a different manufacturer <clears throat> so yeah but yeah. it's confirmed it's news it needs to be in there yes that's it that's me justifying Chappie putting it in there because we need to put something in there because it's well, the, not exactly heavy on the news is it? <laughs> <laughs> right the next bit of news Exciting announcements are in full throttle for Grassini Racing as they gear up for the 2024 MotoGP season. Not only have they secured rider Alex Marquez for the next year, but the Italian outfit has also sealed their future to Ducati for the next two seasons. Uh, which only leaves uh, their number two rider, or their other rider, uh, as the last announcement. Um, and we'll get more into this in silly season, uh, so I won't talk about that now, but that is well. We spoke about that on the last pod as it well. It goes very in depth because there wasn't a lot for silly season, oh, okay. so there's quite a lot of in depth. If you scroll down, you'll yeah. see. Fair but enough. Yes. I like how whenever you start reading that, you try to sound excited when you <laughs> said the word exciting. Yes! Chat GPT oh, put to... the word exciting in. <laughs> so exciting! What's exciting? Grassini are doing exactly the same as they've done the past year. <laughs> Brilliant! It's exciting stuff! I'm excited! Alex Marquez is still going to be there. Nothing's changed! That's exciting! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brilliant! So many activities! Go on. <laughs> right. Before you mock me, let's move on to the next one. Yamaha have announced that double world. Tra- I'll start that again. Yamaha have announced that double world supersport champion Domi Agata will remain in the Yamaha uh, in 2024, but has not announced which team he'll be riding for. Uh, do you think he's good enough for Top Prax ride? I think he's got the... Po- I think he's quite good as Agatha. Yeah, I fair. think he's good. I think he's, I think he's got the potential. He's a two-time what, world super sport champion. And he's, so. apart from Top Prax and Locatelli, is the fastest other Yamaha in the standings at the minute. Might be a good move for him, yeah. Mm. But I would prefer to see Johnny Rago there. Well, th- I did put the next question. Are there any other Yamaha riders more deserving of a ride? But I don't think there is. Uh, and then could you see somebody coming Probably from another not, no. team or another category? Because I was thinking maybe more Bedelli, which is possibly why they've not announced which team Agatha's going to. Because maybe, maybe. maybe still waiting for more Bedelli. Yeah, more Or Bedelli's. maybe the rumours about Johnny Ray are... Not maybe not completely true, but maybe there is. There's no smoke without fire, so yes. perhaps Yamaha are just waiting for all their eggs to be in said basket before they start making omelets. <laughs> omelets being. I tell you what, they should ju- they should just stick Jason O'Halloran on it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because he's a, that'd be quite cool. One good weekend, but apart from that, he's. <laughs> <all his balls. laughs> 
He's probably, uh, what he does, he's probably, uh, young, he's probably younger than me, but you know, in motorbike terms, he old, literally. Yes, I, th- I think he's getting <laughs> on now, because I was half expecting him to retire when that announcement was made last week about... You can tell by looking at him. Yeah, well... You can tell by looking at him, he's still got it. it. <laughs> yes. Um, let me just Google it. He can he's still 35. ride the Yeah, he is younger than me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but he old, Edric. Yes. <laughs> Uh, right. That's because you are old as dick. I am quite old. Yes, I'm the oldest one in the podcast by some years. Yes. Uh, this last one, I actually wrote myself. I didn't use Chat GPT for this, but I'm going to need your help. Um, I'll just start it. Reigning World Superbike Champion Alvaro Bautista is set to re-enter the world of MotoGP as a wildcard entry at the Malaysian Grand Prix in November. He will race on an Aruba liveried version of the latest. There's Mosadici. That word. GP bike. <laughs> Desmosadici, is that what you say? Yeah, Desmosadici. I think that's it. Ah. So I've. Uh, that looks right. I listened, I listened to a couple of interviews today and I tried to uh, break it down. So it's Desmosadici. Desmosadici. That's how they say it, so that's how I'm gonna say it. Yeah. I tried to read it. I think that's really cool, though, that they um, they're gonna do it with the Aruba livery. Mm. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's well cool. I like that. Well, that's <laughs> that's maybe something to do with uh, Alvaro Batista. He's maybe got some sort of contractual obligation that he has to ride with that on it because they're sponsors. Mm. He's maybe not allowed to ride maybe. in anything else. What do you think could be a successful weekend for him then? What would you consider to be I personally a think, weekend? like, I think if he gets... Win. <laughs> obviously win, yeah. But I think if he gets that in the points, to be honest. Like, like he's... Yeah. I know he's raced in MotoGP before. Excuse me. I know he's raced there before. I understand he knows the paddock and blah, blah, blah. But it's been a while since he's raced in MotoGP. Mm. Obviously, there's eight... There'll be now nine Ducatis. Yeah, for that on, race on the grid or for that race so if he if he comes ninth and he's the last Ducati but to be honest I reckon he can go out there and this isn't to try and disrespect anybody but I reckon he can go out there and beat DG Antonio I reckon yeah. he could yeah but if, to be in the points that would be 15th place yes. wouldn't it yeah but I think he could get I think he could get top 10 15th yeah. place to be in the points I reckon the thing is you look 10. at like um you look at Danny Pedrosa, obviously he wildcarded on the KTM and came sixth. And this will be our first time seeing um, Bautista on a Ducati in MotoGP. So, you never know, he could do better. No, he was on a Ducati night, before. Like in 2018 he was on yeah. a Ducati oh, was he? in MotoGP. Yeah. Oh. It's his first time on oh, Of course he was, because he had the um, he had the number... Was he number 19? Yeah, he's always been number 19. Number 19? It's his first time on a, well, you know, inverted yeah. commas, competitive Ducati, I would say. Yeah. He's maybe never always been in the mm. most competitive bike. So it's his first time on the Desmosadici, I think. So that will be his... That will be in a competitive bike. It'll be, it'll be interesting to know how he plays it, because I'm thinking back to whenever Johnny Ray... I know this is like back in 2006, but this is from reading his book, so I've got like an insight to it. But he was... He was filling in for another rider that couldn't make it, and HRC basically said to him, 
by no means necessary do you crash that bike. You're not here to win races, you're just here to get the wheels <laughs> turning. He still managed to get sixth, which was pretty good. I think he got sixth in one of the races, which was pretty good. But Top Rack's not coming into it in that way. He's not filling in for anybody. He's there with his own accord. It's kind of like a, a thank you for doing so well. Here's a go. So I will be intrigued as to how he's going to play it because he's never raced a sprint race in MotoGP before. So is he going to go out and throw balls to the wall in the sprint race and be like, I'm going to go out and this is like it's 10 laps. This is my opportunity to go out, win a race. Or is he going to be like, I'll use the sprint race as an opportunity to get more data, get comfortable with the bike, and then go out and have a better feature race? So, again, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. I'm a little bit confused. You just said top rack. Oh, I did. I didn't mean top rack, obviously. I meant Oh, right. Sorry. Batista. I meant Bautista. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. I started to think, were well, you just going completely off topic? No, no. I have a... Have I just, said just going on to something else? Have I said uh, <laughs> have I said top rack? I apologise. I meant Batista. Obviously, I meant Batista. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, I'm just wondering how he's going to play it. How he's going to go out and race it? Uh, yeah, because I hope he smashes it and wins. <laughs> he should do well though, because Sepang has got them two massive straights, hasn't it? So it's that'll really suit the Ducati. Yeah, like there's ridiculously long. However, straights. however. Other many Ducatis there yeah. is as well. well that's that why fast. That's why there's like top ten. You think top ten, but that would put them at the last Ducati if they all like the they all finish top nine. They usually the top five or six is usually yeah. got Ducatis well in them. Then you've got the KTMs, the Aprilias might do well. I don't know. It's tight. Yeah. I think top ten would be a really good result. Yeah, I do. Mm. I think the last time I know I know once again, I know he was already been in MotoGP and then went into World Superbikes, but I think the last time as I see it, the motorcycle and racing world was this excited for somebody coming from World Superbikes anti-MotoGP was Ben Spees, like back in 2008, 2009, was it? Mm. Whenever he came into MotoGP after winning World Superbikes, there was a massive buzz. It was like, oh, what's he going to do? Is he going to take it to Valentino Rossi? And then he just came and did nothing, basically. So got yeah. injured, I think, I think he got hurt and just kind of ruined his career. But... <clears throat> It's funny because in World Supers, I like to see Top Rack do well. But when he goes for that wild card, I'll be rooting for Bautista. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll be another another well. thing I was thinking about was obviously, I would like the the World Superbike Championship to go to the wire. I would like it to be as tight as possible. I don't want Bautista to run away with it, even though up until now he has been. Well, he was. And then recently there's been a few cracks, but I still think he's going to run away with it. However,. I would like it to be tighter, but I would also like Top Rack to go to Sepang, knowing that he's the World Superbike Champion, and he can go to Sepang and really enjoy the MotoGP race. Because if he goes there thinking... This is it again, you said Top Rack. <laughs> Did I say Top Rack again? <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying Top Rack. Obviously, what I mean to say is Batista. Eight in. Well, I've only had one. No, but I would like top. I would like top rack to take it to Batista. I would like it to be tight. Yes. You know, I would like it to be tight, but I, and I would like top rack to give him a race. Yes. But I want Batista to have it wrapped up by Sepang, yes. so that whenever Batista goes into the MotoGP, he doesn't. He's not worrying about if I crash, if I get injured. If I ruin the momentum, he's going in there knowing I'm world superbike champion. I can throw everything at this. Well, I race. think 
I think the uh, World Superbike season's over by the time they go to. Is it over by that anyway, yeah. sure. I'm pretty sure it is. When is it? November the 12th. What the, When's the last it, World Is Super that the last? Time? Oh, it's well over then, isn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. So yeah, it should be able so to then, that, that must be the penultimate race. Is that correct? It could be. more. So I got that on the 12th. The 19th, it goes to Qatar, which is the final race. Yes, it is the... Uh... And then I've also got Valencia. I don't know. It could be the penultimate <laughs> race. I'd need to double check. It's either the second or third last. We're so good on this podcast. We know everything. Yeah, we're well good. Yeah. Wire. Right. <laughs> The 20th Grand Prix is Gran Premio Muto de la Comunitat Valencia. I didn't say that right. Anyway, Valencia, 24th, 26th of November. Qatar is the 17th, 19th of November. Petronas Grand Prix of Malaysia is the 10th, 12th of November. I don't know. Well, it says GP20. It's here. Look. I thought it was finishing in Qatar. I could have sworn it was finishing in Qatar. Well, I'm on the official MotoGP app, and it says 24th. Yeah, but the new MotoGP app is pretty rubbish. It's really bad, (laughs) yes. The new MotoGP app (laughs) is pretty bad. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that the old MotoGP app was perfect. A, it was a little little bit expensive for what it was, but I managed to get my head around it, and it was working, and they've made tweaks to it, and they've ruined it completely. Anything good about it, they took away. And I, I think it must be because they're... Maybe that what is it called? Discovery Plus must have been like we need people to sign up to Discovery Plus for MotoGP. Make your app terrible. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> we'll do that. That's pretty terrible anyway. We'll just make it even worse. Hmm. But they, I think they've taken things away from it. I paid X amount of pounds. That I paid. I'm a little embarrassed to say how much I paid. But I paid. I paid money for it a few months ago at the start of the season. And with that, hold on. You 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 pay for MotoGP. I paid app. for the MotoGP app. Yeah. Oh, what? So you can watch just so you can watch the races. Yeah, well, it gives you all the stuff. Yeah, I can watch. I can watch all the races, and I can watch all the races as far back as nineteen ninety two. Of course, you can do that on YouTube anyway. But yeah, yeah. But, I I just used the free version, so I didn't know that you. That's what you watched it through. Oh yeah, because it's video pass. Yeah, isn't it? I basically paid for the video pass, but with that, right. with that, you're paying for the whole app, but. What they've done is they've taken things away from it, and I'm like, but hey, on, that's I paid for it. You know what I mean? I I paid for the app. Whenever I paid for the app, I paid so, for what you were giving me, and now you've taken stuff away from. So how much is um, Discovery Plus then now? Well, I I pay six ninety nine a month, and I can watch World Superbikes, and I can watch athletics, and you know, shit ski and stuff, and whatever crap they've got in Eurosports. So the other day, and the MotoGP was on, I went to try and watch the MotoGP, and it told me I had to upgrade, and it was trying to charge me twenty nine ninety nine a month. <laughs> I was like, wow. what? Wow. Obviously, that must mean it comes with even more features, but I'm not paying that. That's like 300 Well, I, I, watched, I watched the MotoGP. I watched the MotoGP through Disney Plus. Not Disney, oh, fucking uh, Discovery Plus. <laughs> But I pay £15 a month through EE for BT Sport, which gives me all access to Discovery Plus. Yeah. So I've basically got it for 15 quid a month. That's pretty so maybe cool. have a look at doing it that way. Yeah, but I don't have... I'm pretty sure... Uh, is it episode one? 
I think we gave some tips about how to get BT Sport and whatever it was for cheaper because it was things like if you had an EE contract there was things like yeah because I do I do mine through my yeah, EE because then if you get EE then you get BT Sport cheaper and then if you get Discovery Plus mm. thrown in as well it's like loads of different ways you could get it cheaper basically don't pay full price because yeah, I was obviously I was I was bloody moaning about it that's why yes but yeah, I, I and then I ended up yeah fifteen pound a month I pay for BT Sport through EE and then I get Discovery Plus all of all access for yeah. free. Because I think I get... So that's a good deal, I really. I get Discovery Plus for free because I'm a BT customer, I think. So I think that's how it works ah, for yeah, me. Ah, yeah, BT customer. So yeah, it, it, there's loads of different ways of getting a deal. Make sure you don't pay full price. And I, I'm not yeah, stingy but, either. And I, I'm, that's me. Yeah, you are. I'm not that stingy. You I'm are. really not. Not stingy as you. But I'm not stingy and I'm giving you advice of how to save money. Anyway, I'm not Martin Lewis. Should we crack yeah, on with... Uh, Whatever's next. It's in my blood. I'm from your Martin show. Lewis. It happens. Have you ever seen? I know it's a podcast. People can't see us, but have you ever see Martin Lewis? Whenever people ask him a question, he's like, <laughs> "I've never noticed." He does that, doesn't he? <laughs> does that? He just. Think, <laughs> wow. I tell you what, though, he's a great guy. I think he's I, brilliant. I was looking at his money saving. Without tips. him, I would not have been able to have got a deposit for my house. So, fair play to him. Yeah. I probably yeah, would. Thank you very much, Martin Lewis. Yes, we love you. Right. Uh, are we getting into... Is that it for the news? Have right. we got Silly Season? No, no that was it for the, the news. Go? We usually record on the Monday or the Tuesday, and that gives us time to prep and talk about it. And put, put, It's a Sunday. The racing's literally just finished a few hours ago, and we've not really done any prep at all. But we're you're going to get our reactions to it now because we haven't really talked too much about it. What race would you like to start with? Do you want to go belly big bollocks straight into the British Superbikes? Yeah. Well, I only watched pretty much the British Superbike races. I have a shocked face. <laughs> I am shocked by that, Ash. You only watched yes, cause... one race. <laughs> three races. But... No. I watched three races. I watched other races as well, but I wasn't paying as much attention. I will admit that. Pretends to be shocked. Fuck off, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I paid more attention to race two and race three than I did the sprint. Before we get into it, I said this back in Silverstone in the first race of the season. I'm going to say it again. Um, I don't really understand why they call it a sprint. The sprint was 14 laps. The main race was 20 laps. It's hardly that much shorter. The sprint should be about eight laps. A proper sprint. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were saying this week, and like we know the result. People that are listening to this probably know the results. The reason the Yamahas do so well is because of the way they can flow around the corners and stuff. And they people worry about their tires being burned up and running out of rubber, and they have to really look after their tires going around the race. Blah blah blah. If that was a proper sprint, and it was eight laps. Every rider on that paddock could just throw balls to the wall and go for it, and forget about ruining their tires. That's the whole point of a sprint, is it not? To take away the whole tire war. People can just go out and. And ride as hard as they can. They made it 14 laps. It's barely a sprint. It's two thirds of a normal race. It should be like a third. I don't care. It's more laps. It's I know. more racing. I understand that. I understand that. I, I'm not disagreeing with the race and how many laps there is. I'm disagreeing with what they're calling it. They shouldn't call it a sprint. It's not a sprint race. Well, I think it's up until a, very... a couple of years ago, I'm pretty sure it only used to be like two races on a weekend. 
And then I yeah, don't know it if was, it's because but... of COVID or something, they basically put it up to three and then realised actually three works really well. So I think they've just called it a sprint just to yeah, just Yeah, World Superbikes is a sprint. MotoGP has a sprint. Why would British Superbikes not have a sprint? But don't, why call it a sprint? It's not a sprint. Anyway, it's not that's a sprint, just, no. Because you, know you know how pedantic I am. I'm, I'm watching it and I'm like, this is great. But it's not a sprint. <laughs> right first race of the of the weekend first world superbike race like I said I paid more attention to the two feature races than I did sprint race not because I couldn't pay more attention I just was busy well I said before this weekend about how Thruxton throws up some really random results I mean, like, Friday mm. practice, I was looking and there was Luke Mossy up, I think he was, like, second. I would never have guessed him being <laughs> near the front. No, I wouldn't But either. I don't think he, uh, he... He didn't do that well in the end. But, uh... Obviously, some riders it favoured. But this weekend, the Ducatis really struggled. They really yeah, struggled. Yeah, no, there's no... There's no straights on the track. There, no, at no point does the track just go straight. Mm-hmm. There's no some, edge some of the grip, bends, they were some, saying. Some of the bends are so long and they're so wide that you might be able to pick the bike Yeah, up there's some long straight. sweeping bends, but it's still not yeah. straight. No, it's it's not literally straight, just like, a mate. corner. Yeah, That's literally yeah. what the whole thing is. is. Yeah, the, the whole thing's just corner after corner after corner. And quite a lot of it's on the right-hand side. So, mm. being a clockwise circuit. Yeah, so, I think that's why the Ducati's didn't really favour it at all. Like I think on the sprint race, Glenn Urban was top Ducati and he was ninth. Yes. So you say it brings up random results, and it does compared to the rest of it, but they're not that random in the sense that how many times in the past three years, including this year, I mean, how many times has O'Halloran won round that track? Like if you take three races in 2021, three races in 2022, and now three races in 2023. That's nine races, and he's won eight of them. Eight out of nine. So, yes, it's random in the sense that the track itself favours, obviously, Yamaha, but it's not that unpredictable in the sense that if I would have like paid attention and actually looked back to see who'd done the triple last year, I probably would have picked O'Halloran to win all three, but I didn't do that, so... Yes. Hmm. Right, if if McCann's well, um, if, 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 if on a Yamaha next year, say he's on the what is it going to the what's the new team going to be the new Yamaha team we had last last week in the news? Oh, OMG. OMG Yamaha, right? It's pretty much the same outfit, different name, you know, different paint. Yes. Bit different. If Halloran's on there and he turns up at Thruxton next year. You, you're probably gonna you're gonna put a Halloran. You're going to tap your hat to a Halloran and think he he might want at least one of these races. Yeah, probably. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but a Halloran did do phenomenally. Yeah, he did do <laughs> he very did, well. And and it's like it was like his backyard. It's like he went there and even like race one or the sprint race, if it's a fucking sprint, but <laughs> race one, the first race on the Saturday. I can't remember exactly. I think he was more at the front for the for most of the race, or he was battling at the front. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, he was in the sprint. Yeah, but you could see in race two and race three that he was at like, one stage. He was like outside the top ten, mm. and, and yeah, he was in ninth in the for first, quite a lot of in it. The first what he was doing, 
he was just saving, saving, saving his tyres, give it three or four laps towards the end and just ping Yeah, it. but he, he just knew. He knew. He was like, I know. I know what yeah. I can do. I, I know what I can do in this track. I know this bike. I know the tyres. I know this track. I know what I can do in this bike. And he just, he just always timed it absolutely perfectly in every race. He knew exactly what he had. He knew. He just knew. It was like, it was like a part of that track. Hmm. But it favoured massively favoured the rookies uh, this weekend. Yeah, which is pretty cool. I just want to just obviously. have a little big-headed moment here because last week on the podcast, I said in the predictions, I think Charlie Nesbitt will get a podium. Now I didn't think he was going to get three, but I, I just want to drop that in there that I called he'd get a podium this week. I also called Jason O'Halloran for the first win as well. As it turned out, he won all three you anyway. Did. You did. And uh, yeah, well, thank you, thank you. But I'm so, so happy for Charlie and obviously Hawk Racing that he's got three podiums. That was brilliant. I was, I was loving it. Yes, same. And you could tell that he's really, really chuffed about it as well. No, it was very, very good. Brilliant to watch. And also, Max Cook had a brilliant weekend. Oh, Max Cook did. Uh, Unfortunately, apart from the second race, yeah. Oh, that was so, I was so gutted Mm. for him. And you could tell he was good as well, but no, Max Cook. Was he's ace. he's a really good, really uh, good good rider. I think I can't remember if he won the British Titan Cup or if he came runner up. I can't remember a few years ago, um, but yeah, he's a really good young rider. Was he not in? A, what was he on last year? What what was he on last year? Was he Super Sport or Super Stock or Junior Super Sport or something last year? I think he might have been Junior Super Stock. Super Sport, Junior Super Sport. Super Stock, Junior Super Stock. Is it, super, is it Junior Super Stock? I think. Not Sorry. 100%. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was that, which is like 600. So it's quite a big jump to go from uh, 600 his to... His teammate as well with... Um, Lee, on the other Lee Jackson. Is it Lee Bob mm. Jackson? Yeah, he got a couple of podiums. Did this, really well. He got a couple of podiums this week as well. Yeah, everybody likes Lee Jackson. Yeah. Really, really good. It's nice to see somebody else up there up yeah. front, you know. It um it was good. I really enjoyed the racing this weekend, mm. all of it. So hopefully it gives it was the rookies a uh, bit of a boost. Yeah, I think it'll give Charlie a massive, massive confidence boost. Well, all of them that go were up there, the yeah. rookies, it'll give them a huge confidence boost. It'll give them a confidence boost, but if they go to another track that just favours the Ducatis, like, it's, and it's not just British mm. Superbikes, it's just across the board. If you go to a track that favours the Ducatis, you're... Mm. you're you're racing with one hand behind your back. You're fighting with one hand behind your back. It's Cabwell next, and Charlie goes round well. It is round there as well. Mm, Cabwell Cab- Park, Cabwell the mountain. Mm. <sighs> I was going to go to that one, but then I'm going on park instead. Yes. Hopefully, my uh, the guy I go to bikes with. He's taking his camper van down to Cadwell Park. He was like, oh, you coming down Cadwell? We've got space for you if you want to go. And I was like, yeah, I do want to go, but I'm flying back home to Northern Ireland that weekend. So, uh. Got to go see fucking family, don't I? I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, saying that. I'm really looking forward to seeing my family. Listening. You've only just gone back. You were only there a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, but I was there to watch more bikes. <laughs> I went there to the RMY <laughs> Now I've got to go back to actually see family. Like... Only, oh, I went back right, to the Armoy okay. Road Race and the yeah, only no. people I've seen were the piss heads. Everybody else just kind of got ignored. It's like, <laughs> I should want to stand in the field. What, like 
when you go when you go back to your hometown and the same person sat in the same sink seating seats drinking the same drink, they just look a bit older. It's like going in a fucking time machine. Did you it's say like... when the same person sat in the same <laughs> sink? What sort of fucking place do you go to? <laughs> Standing in the sink. Same seat. There ain't there ain't no room in the toilet, boy. <laughs> in the sink. Sat in the same seat. They're, that they're, fr- you know they're from Yorkshire. Hey, oh, ain't no room in the toilet. Come and get some chips. <laughs> 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 Why does everyone do that when they try and do it all correctly? Is that how Yorkshire people say? Hey, up! Wife's got dinner on table. Come and get some fish and chips from Whitby. Best fish and chips in the world. No, they're not. They are best fish and chips in the world. Devon. Go to Devon. In fact, the ones up here are even better than Whitby. I've never had fish and chips in Devon, but I've had fish and chips not in Whitby, but in York. And they were fucking shit. Yes, in York. They York were, isn't the home of fish and chips. They were, <laughs> neither is Whitby. And they were shit. Yeah, Actually, I never had fish. Whitby just had chips. Is the best. Right, so I went to York, right. I went to York and I asked for a chip boy, right. And the guy took the bag and put the bread at the very bottom and then dumped loads of chips into it and then put loads of salt and vinegar on it. And I had to eat chips to get to the bread. So now I'm not eating a chip body, now I'm just eating chips. And then by the time I got to the bread, it was all soggy. And I was like, well, now I'm just eating soggy bread. This is not a chip body. Sounds horrendous. You would have bitched there was not enough chips if you hadn't put enough chips on it. No, what I want is a chip body that I can hold and onto and eat as a chip body. And then if he wants to give me more chips in order to be nice, put more chips in the side. Absolutely. Well, you know what you should have done then, you stupid idiot. You should have said, right, I'll have a portion of chips and I'll have a bread roll, please, pal. And then you could have put as much chips in it as you wanted. Well, if I thought that people from Yorkshire don't know how to make chip bodies, then I would have done that. But you I was do. under the impression that people from Yorkshire knew how to make chat bodies, but obviously oh, they the don't. That's the best bit. When, when the bottom of the bun, it's all, you know, soaked with all the vinegar and salt. That's the best bit. No, like. I don't want soggy bread. It reminds me of homeless people. That's what I do. I do not want that <laughs> soggy bread. That's disgusting. Nobody wants any soggy bread. Nobody wants that. Like when that, whenever your kids, or when you are a kid, or where a kid, or a kid, when you are a kid, and you spill your juice all over your sandwich, and your your ma or dad makes you eat it anyway because you've got no other bread in the house, and you're like, "Do I really?" Welcome to the BS part. <laughs> I really have to eat this. Yeah, at the minute we're still <laughs> discussing the motorcycle racing. It's like, do I really have to eat this piece of soggy bread? Yes, eat it anyway. Yes, we have talked. How did we get onto that from the race one? Because, as usual, you two try and do an impression of Yorkshire people, which just goes wrong. Anyway, have we covered the sprint? (laughs) (laughs) I think we've pretty much covered all the I don't. For for race two and race three, I'm calling them race two and race three because I'm calling the sprint race one. I uh, didn't take any notes, but I basically wrapped down the top. Five top six for every lap. So lap one, lap two, lap three, blah, blah, blah. And I actually quite enjoyed it. I think I might do that for now on for all my races. Because you know the way if you get a programme, the programme comes with loads of little boxes and you can tick first, second, third, fourth, blah, nerd. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but it's probably better to do that after. Yeah, I am a nerd when it comes to motorbike. But it's probably better to do that afterwards. <laughs> but this, is, this, was, this was really fun. I really enjoyed doing this. So at the start of the lap, I'd write, 
Right, so like lap one, obviously they took off in Ride and Nesbitt and Vickers, Haslam and Storm Stacey. That was the top five in lap one. I'm not going to go through all 20 laps because that would be boring. Imagine I did that. Here is a roundup of who was top five in every lap for 20 laps. <laughs> lap one, Ride. I'll tell you what though. Vickers. Um, <laughs> that would be like, I thought, uh... be like the guy saying the, the results back in the 90s when you were a kid. <laughs> the football results. Anyway, what are you saying? What were the football? Leeds United one, Man United one, Birmingham City <laughs> one, Leeds United nil, <laughs> <laughs> Newcastle United four, Aston Villa are shit. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, there you go. It's actually five. Um, Leon Aslam in the <laughs> last five. Five. It's five, five one. Is it five? Shit. <laughs> Bottom of the league. Right. It's not a football anyway, podcast. Anyway, shut up about football. Um. Leon Aslam in the last race, I thought he was going to start pushing to the front because he he was uh, he was hanging on the back in fifth place at one point, but then he seemed to just drop yeah, back. Yeah, I was hoping he might win that race. Yeah, I know because we're still waiting for Leon Aslam to yes. win, aren't we? I think it's getting. We all bit, want him to win. I one. think it's getting a bit late in the season now. I know there's still time. I think he's getting late on now because Thruxton, like you mentioned, Chappy. And I do agree with you, even though Jason O'Halloran has won eight out of nine, but Thruxton is the circuit that can throw up surprise yes. surprises. That is that circuit. You can tell by how well the rookies did mm. uh, this week. And I think of considering where Leon Haslam was at some of the and some of the races, like he was he was top five in race two at one stage, and he was like he was in the top group. I think if he was going to win a race, this might have been his week to do that. His weekend to do that. Yeah, because mm. this was the weekend. This is the weekend the Ducatis were on their knees. Basically, they weren't there. They might as well not have turned up. Tommy Bridewell got one point in the last race. I think he might as well not have turned up. You know what I mean? Mm. <clears throat> Franco Bourne. Why do you think the Ducatis? I was just going to say, Franco Bourne finished ahead of uh, Tommy Bridewell. Yeah, he's on a Honda, though. He's on a Honda. The Hondas and Kawasaki's mm. went well this weekend. It was nice to see them up there. They did, really well. Hondas, Kawasaki's, Yamaha. It was nice, yeah. Same as only going to be this uh, weekend. You think Leon Haslam, you know, he, he did not too bad. I know he didn't win or get a podium, but he did not too bad. And then you've got, like, uh, well, Peter Heckman didn't do too bad this week, considering his recent form. He was in the eighth at one stage, I think. Yeah. But... Yeah, George Brooks, Brooks retired. Last. His fourth race or the third race, wow. he just retired. He's like white baller. What were you going to ask us? Why did Ducati's not do so well? <clears throat> no, no. What I'm, I was just about to say. You know, we were saying that Cadwell Park, the next meet. Yeah. Mm. Um, do you reckon how? I know they've got a, a straight down the back, so they'll obviously be able to pull away there. But the rest of the track, they're going to struggle. Tommy Bridewell goes really well there. Is Cadwell Park right. is. Does Cadwell Park not favour Josh Brooks though? Does he not do really well right there? He so does. One of the tracks he likes. And, like, you, never know well. with jo- you never know with Josh Brooks that like, he could turn up and just. But he yeah. was he was shocking this week, and yes. you can't. I don't even think you the can... Maverick Vinales of BSB. Ah, yeah, yes. <laughs> he won one week and then just come last the next. You can't really. I don't think you can say. The BMW doesn't work there because Haslam did all right. Peter Hackman had a, yeah. you know, I'm going to invert it commas, fairly decent weekend compared to how he's been racing the past couple of weeks in BSB. So mm. I think the BMW has the opportunity to perform not too bad there, not to be running around the last place. 
but yeah, definitely favoured Yamaha. It's definitely favoured the Japanese manufacturers, that's for sure. Kawasaki, Yamaha, yes. Honda, they were the ones doing really well this week. Yes. Yeah, it was really good to see. Another them, BMW that didn't anyway, do carry very on. well this weekend, Danny Buchan. No, he's he was, having yeah. such a bad season. I feel so sorry for him. Yeah, he qualified. Was it race two or three? He was last on the grid. I don't yeah. know if it was qualifying, but he was basically good, he was basically good. the slowest in the sprint race or something. So that's pretty yeah. hard. Yeah. Such a shame. Such a nice guy. Maybe he just needs a different. A Such different a fast bike. rider as well. Maybe he needs a year yeah. out. Maybe he needs. Maybe he needs to go somewhere where he can win. I mean, like drop you know, a class. Yeah, maybe that's what he needs. Like, if I was racing and I was not enjoying it and I was coming last or I was, you know, fighting just to get one point and mm. the opportunity was to go to, you know, not an easier class because none of them are easy. No, no, no. But no. move to a class where the riders maybe aren't as experienced as you, maybe yeah. aren't, you know, as good as you because if he's in the British Superbikes just because he's pretty good, maybe the riders aren't good as you. Go in there and know you can puff your chest out and be like, well, I'm going to be fighting for top 10s, top 5s and get your yes. confidence back up. Maybe get a win or two just, and then actually start to enjoy riding the bike again. Mm. Actually National Superstock could be good. But is that not going? Are they not getting rid of it? No, 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 that one's staying. And they've also is got it, a bike in that. Alistair Seeley's on that bike, so maybe maybe oh, just the season just... swapping round. Is it the Super Sport they're getting rid of then? Because I can it's never the, keep up. It's the Junior Super Sport and Junior Super Stock. Right. They're right, keeping yeah. the, na- uh, okay. the National Super Stock and the British Super Sport. That's staying. Right. I can't keep up with British Super Bikes. There's Junior this, <laughs> National that, National this, yeah. Junior that. I mean, the best chance for Danny Buchan to get a win this year, I reckon, would have been Knock Hill, but his bike just let him down. didn't yeah. perform, did it? Yeah. Sorry, Danny. We'd, we'd like to see you do yeah, well. A so. fellow podcaster. Yes. With a successful podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you say, yeah. You say come, on, come on to our podcast, Danny. And tell us why... I did speak to him about it when I was there, actually, but I've, it, obviously nothing's come of it. Yeah, but you don't just... It's like anything else in the world, Ash. You don't just speak to somebody. You have to then follow that up with emails. You have to message them. You have to keep in contact. You basically have to put in... A little bit of effort. <laughs> yeah, because I never do no, that. Mm. No, you don't. No, never do any effort, me. As as I say, I'm I'm shit. Even with font gate, you just basically said that font shit, and I was like, well, what should I do? Change the font? Oh, great. Thanks. It was shit. Yeah. Then use your brain and change the fucking font. Yeah, to what? That'll still be shit. At least like, Chippy found you a font. Yeah, uh, and I mean that. Yeah, yeah, I came up on. with a solution, not Chip, you. Chippy, Chippy logged on. Went to the effort to think of something and then went, there you go. Because oh, I can't do that stuff. Me. I can't got that. I'm not an artist. You just went that shit. I'd, I'd yeah. just what, shut whenever up I said, Whenever on. I said to you... We've discussed this already. Whenever I said to you, do you want to find a solution? <sighs> you never said, do you want to give me the logon details and the password and I'll go on and I'll try and sort something out for you? No, you just went that shit. Cheers, Ash. Thanks. Cheers, bro. Cool, cool story, bro. <laughs> cool story, bro. Remember that when I put another good video up. <laughs> it's about time you did. You've only got one good video. You're still laughing off the success of that one video. You're like, oh, I had one video. No. Yes. 
You've got, what, four or five videos on there and only one I over I think you'll again. find that all of my videos have more views than any of the podcasts. Yeah, I know, but uh, when you say more views, one's got like 187 views and then another one's got 10,000, so it's not exactly in the same <laughs> league as that one video you've got. Don't matter. Don't matter. Um, is that, that's not racing done, is it? No. Where were we? We're <laughs> talking about Danny Bucket. He's Dallin Superbike. <laughs> Welcome to the bullshit show. <laughs> right, what else have you? Right, I've lost where I was. We we're talking about. I didn't watch many of the other classes, if I'm honest, because I was no, working. I it's not because I couldn't be bothered. I would have sat down all weekend and watched every single class, but I was working apart from the sidecars. But I was working all weekend, so I haven't had a chance to watch everything. You had some strong words about Tom Booth Amos, though. He's always got strong words about Tom Booth Amos. Right, yes, remind me fan. again. Talk- I don't even think he's that bad of a guy. Tom Booth Amos is in the National Super Sport. Super Sport, correct. British Super Sport, yeah. British Super Sport, yeah, British Super Sport. Because I get mixed up, Super Sport, Super Stop, because my mind wanders whenever I think about things. I have a condition. I just don't know what it is. Probably called <laughs> alcoholism. Uh, the first super sport race. I didn't see this. This is what I was. That's what I was trying to mention to you earlier. I was gutted for him because he qualified quite well, and at the start of the race they were all lining up, and then the cameras panned to the pits. And he was there, and his team were frantically trying to get this black tyre onto his bike because there was something wrong with his, his brakes kept locking or something in his black tyre or something. So they had to change his black tyre. And while they were doing that, they were all lining up on the, the track. And then the lights went green, and they were still trying to fix his bike. And they were halfway round, maybe three quarters round the track before he came out of, mm. before he made it out of the, uh, the pits and onto the racetrack and actually started racing. So he started not just dead last, but way, way back behind everybody. Still managed to get 15th and get a point. So whenever they interviewed him in the second race, that's why he mentioned he was like, well, I'd like to get, I'd like to start the race first and foremost. He said it with a bit of a laugh. He was pissed off. He was annoyed that that had happened because he went out on that race and was faster, lapping faster than anybody else. Which obviously he could do because he wasn't in a battle, but that's why he was pole position in the second race. So I can understand his frustration. I can understand why he was annoyed because that's not... And I'm not saying it's his team letting him down. I'm not saying that because the team are just as important as the rider. But it's not the first time he's had to pull in due to a mechanical issue. So I think it was... Was it the last round in Silverstone? He went out in the first race and was... He was like battling for the lead and then he got mechanical and had to pull in so it's it's not the yeah, first time it happens time that, to everybody i know it happens to everybody but that's i think if you go back in the past four rounds it's happened to him three times he's he's had quite a lot of mechanical issues and uh yeah you just look at how well his teammate did this week and you think if he'd have been out in the first race i know it happens to everybody i'm not using that as an excuse mm. but i honestly don't think he was being as so basically, you think that he was, you think he's cocky at the best of times. I think he's massively cocky, and the yeah. way he says, like, if if I finish second, that's it's not good enough. I'm here to finish first. I'm here to win, and then he doesn't back it up. He always finishes like he's battling to try and get on the podium sometimes, and it's just like you're not as good as you're making out you are, and it does my head in. 
Like just yeah, take yourself down a peg I, or two. Realize where you actually I'm, are. You're not yes, a world champion. No, he's not a world champion. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is, if he doesn't, I know you're saying ifs and buts and maybes, and that's fine. If he doesn't have the mechanical issues that he had, he'd be a lot closer to Curry than what he is. He'd be battling. He'd be battling for the championship, like proper yes. battling for the championship. If he doesn't have the mechanicals, now I know he did have them and ifs, buts, and maybes. But how many times do the commentators and the pundits on the show? How many times do they say that riding racing motorbikes is all about confidence? He can't yes. be going to the he can't be going to the line thinking, oh, I've uh, I'm fifty, sixty points behind. I'm never going to win anything, so maybe I should just gee up. He can't be going and doing that. So he has to keep the confidence. Yes, I understand that. Um. Do you do know this is a podcast and nobody can see what you're doing? <laughs> nobody can see any of that. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, I, know. You, I know. You're doing it to try and lie me, and I'm professional enough that I can work through it. One thing I did want to mention, Danny Kent's rear shock yeah. at the end of the last race completely obliterated, and he's just... The, the whole back of the bike was practically on the back tyre. Mm. Yeah, and then... He he, um, he he swerved and obviously high sided off the bike and then um, was it Jack Kennedy? Yes. Yeah, Jack Kennedy. It was Jack Kennedy, now. wasn't it? He he obviously just was right behind him and smashed straight into him. God, it was an awful crash. Mm. And Danny was obviously um, trying to make sure he was all right, which was good to see. But it must, oh God, I mean that's a really bad for a rear shock to fail like that. Yes. Yeah, um, it was. it'd be and interesting you see, to see what, what in the investigations what comes of that actually. What what's going to come of it? it was just well, no, just like to to find out exactly what happened. Like to, you might find out why it failed or what have you. Mm. But yeah, at least they were both okay, which is the main thing. Yes, I quite like Danny Ken. He was doing all right this weekend as well. Yeah. He's, he's done well the last few weeks. Podium, really. but... mm. So I was just having a look at the results of the other classes. Yeah, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at the Super Sport now. So the first race was at Ben Curry, Luke Stapleford, and then Reese Urban. Reese Urban had a decent weekend this week. Yeah. Do you know I really who like I Reece Do you know I sent you a message? I've always got my eye on him, McGlinchey. You know McGlinchey. Mm. I'm always wanting him to do really well. He's from a little, well, say a little, he's from a place called Akadui, which. And Northern Ireland's like probably one of our most popular uh, short circuits is Akadui. Yes. Got Akadui in that's corner, but there's Bishop's Court and stuff like that. But Akadui is very popular in the sense that it's got quite a few bike meets that go there mm. all year, the start of the season, the end of the season. So we obviously grew up around bikes, and uh, yeah, I've I've always got my eye on them, wanting them to do well. You know, written for him, and I think this weekend he was doing really well, especially at race two. And the reason I remembered, the reason it just popped into my head there is because I seen Reese Irwin's name. Him and Reese Irwin had a little bit of a coming together in race two, and it wasn't anybody's fault. Nobody was to blame. Like Reese Irwin had his line, and McClenchy was trying to go around the outside of him, and they kind of touched, and the way he went, and yes, I was gutted for him though because he's been knocking on the door of podiums and potential race wins for quite a few rounds now and I think he just needs to get that one under his belt yes yeah, I think in I race agree. one he came fifth I think in race one he came fifth it was just that race two but race two was 
like he was battling for the podium, maybe even a second. And once you get into second, then you're battling for first. And at one yeah. stage, this is not not just way. Like I was thinking this at uh, Superbike, but it's the same with the Super Sport. In fact, it's the same with all the racing around Thruxton. I was watching the racing there, and at one stage, I just thought, "This is it's all like Moto Three. Do you not think that it was really, really tight? There was chopping and changing. They were throwing bikes at each other everywhere. It was really tight. I know you yes. didn't watch all the other races, so you don't really know. But yes, it was. And even the Sorry. F nine hundred. Even what are you? What are you? Sorry. At? Sorry. Carry on. I've, I've, I'm just looking at the British Talent Cup just while you was talking. Sorry if I was sound like I wasn't interested. No. I am listening. Eve. Even the F900 Cup was pretty good until the last three laps. And uh, what's his name one again? Richard Cooper. Yeah, he did, but he did look like he was... There was... It did look like it was going to be spicy for him. So basically there was a crash. I can't remember who crashed, but somebody hit the back tyre of another rider and that rider then hit into Richard Cooper. Right. And Richard Cooper had to go wide, and I thought, I didn't want him to come off. You know, I wasn't thinking, oh, he's no. going to come off. But he went wide, and it slowed him down, and then he was back in fifth, and this was by, like, lap four or something, and I thought, oh, he's he's been held back. Maybe this is the one race where he's not going to win, and yeah, he managed to get through to the front and win it anyway. But it, 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 it was a Barry Burrell, was that who it was, took it to him, actually gave him a race Yeah. It caught back up to him, he caught back up to him in the last lap, but... Richard Cooper's just, he's too good for that class, man. He's just too he good is. for that I, class. I said that from the start. He's, he's, he shouldn't be in that class. And if he wins it, it's not really a massive achievement. It's not good for anybody. It's not going to be good for him. It doesn't really, you know, it's a championship win. I it's think, not like a massive I think it is. I think it's good for the cup in the sense, like I said at the start of the season, if somebody beats him, yeah, then it gives, it gives them bragging rights. Like, we beat the guy who thought nobody could beat you know what I mean that's true I mean it does give like he is the man to beat I suppose he is the man to beat yeah every class needs that do you like him now Chippy I've always loved Richard Cooper I think he's class and I've (laughs) I've always said he should be in Superbike I think he maybe just doesn't want to be in Superbike maybe that's why well he never did it on the um, Bill Bay Suzuki he just never seemed to take that next step on the Superbike. Mm. Like in the, what was it called back then? Superstop 1000, National Superstop. He was winning the championships and that. He was dominating them, but as soon as he made it up to Superbike, he just, just didn't happen for him, which is a shame. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. anyway. <laughs> What's next? Uh, you mentioned the British Talent Cup. Yes. So I've written down the first and foremost British Talent Cup was, as always, good race out front. Uh, I think with the first race, there was Brenton, Malsey, is it Malsey, is that how you pronounce his name? Malsey and Belford? Yeah, they took about, they took about, Yeah, Solomon Malsey or something like that. So Brenton, Malsey and Belford, they took off out front. The three of them were all racing each other in race one. Really, really good race. Uh, chopping and changing all the way around, as you would expect, with the smaller bikes, plenty of room on the plenty of room on the track for them to go. Very very good race, really competitive, really really good. Uh, 
race two was pretty much the same, except that another rider who was up on it had made it a four-way rather than a three-way, which was uh, Walker. Can't mind his first name. Uh, Ollie Walker, I think it was. Ollie Walker. Ollie? Well, I'm gonna. I'm just going to assume that is his name. Yeah, Ollie Walker. So he was up there. Uh, yeah, so Brenton was first, Walker was second, mind you, was third, Belford was fourth. I can't remember what the I can't uh, remember what the points sure are. Evan Belford, I think he's about forty or fifty points ahead still. So he's still got quite an advantage. Uh, in fact I can get it. I've got it right here, in fact. Evan Belford first, two hundred and forty one points. Emmanuel Brinton second on hundred and ninety six, Mounsey third on hundred and ninety two. Then there's a bit of a gap. But yeah. Yeah, Ollie Walker did well. He's on the, uh, oh, what's that team in Moto3? What the Brits are in? Vision Track. Um, yeah, yeah, Vision Track Racing, yes. isn't it? Uh, yeah, he's in that academy. So, yeah, it's nice to see him up there. They obviously see something in him. Mm. So, yeah, it's nice to see him up there. But, uh, yeah, I, as I said, I haven't even seen the British Talent Cup, but I've seen the results. And uh, am I the only one that watched any of the other races or there just a superbike? I watched a little bit of the super sport. Uh, believe so. I watched a bit of the super stock. But I didn't see a lot. Just because I was at work. It wasn't my fault. Didn't see any of the sidecars mm. either. What a shame. Oh, I've seen people complaining today on Facebook. They were like, why are they not showing the sidecars? And like I'm watching Eurosport and they're repeating a race that's already been shown. They're not showing the sidecars, and then other people are like, "Oh, it's on Discovery Plus if you want to watch it." And I was like, "Cause sidecars are crap. Nobody wants to watch sidecars. That's why." <laughs> yeah, but I would. I think I'd rather watch sidecars than a race that happened yesterday. Not if it's a really good Maybe race. Maybe yeah, but I, I quite like the sidecars. I, I don't. Cool. I think they're boring. Well, let me ask you a question. Would you rather? They aired. This is more for Chappie. Well, it's for you as well, I guess. Ash, you can answer this question, but I'm just Chappie hates both mm. of them. So, would you rather have? <laughs> would you rather have they aired the F900 Cup or the sidecars? F900 Cup. Probably the F900 yeah. Cup. You'd rather see the F900 Cup. Yes. Well, yeah, but that's not saying that I don't like the sidecars. They are still fun to watch. It's I just think. not. It, it's fun to watch, but it's not a championship I can really sort of get involved with. I don't feel a connection well, nah, with I it suppose, as a championship. Yeah, if you don't feel a connection with it, then fair enough. Oh, here's a question I've got for you. The F900 ABK beer. ABK, I imagine, is an actual beer brand. Do you think more beers will start to advertise using their 0% beers? But yes. really what they're doing is just advertising their beer. Like if yes. Budweiser come out and said... If Budweiser come out and we're like, oh, we're Budweiser, 0%. We're advertising their 0% beer. I'm not looking at that thinking, oh, Budweiser, 0%. I'm looking at that thinking, God, I want a Bud. I'm yes. not a 0% Bud. I want a proper fucking mm. meaty man Bud. Well, does that team in, uh, team in Moto3, they, um, it's not not point not percent They've been... Estrella, Gal- I don't even know. So. Garcia, yeah. or something. I don't know. Because <laughs> yeah, it's a not percent. Because um, they sponsor Mark Marquez and that as well. If you ever watch like a documentary with him in, there's usually at some point he's got mm. one, and it's always the not point not percent. Ah, you can't yeah. be seen to be drinking. Them guys didn't drink proper. Imagine going out in the piss with one of them like MotoGP riders and their little. I look after myself and keep myself healthy. 
I know, can't put on any weight because we're too heavy for the bike. Imagine going out in the piss with them. They'd drink a beer and they'd be on their fucking ass. They'd be like, oh, I can ride a motorbike really fast. And I was like, that's really good, but you can't drink a beer, you fairy. Come on, let's get wanker. Jack Miller could. What? Jack Miller could. Jack Miller would outdrink you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we get into silly season? Shall we? Come on then, Chippy, get into the silly season. Uh, right. So, silly season. As I said in the news, uh, we're going to go into more detail about the Grassini ride that's available. The second one. So, I'm going to own up. I kind of got this off the MotoGP website, but I thought it was a good idea for us to cover it as well. So, there's loads of riders linked to it. So far, I've had Mark Marquez, Tony Arbolino, Jake Dixon, Franco Morbidelli, Johan Zarco linked to it. And I thought we can't really um, discount Fabio Di Antonio as he is currently riding for the team. He's already riding there, yeah. Yes. So, they're the riders that are linked. But they're probably not going to stick no, with him. No, let's be honest. They're probably going to get rid of him. But, I mean, whoever gets that ride is going to be under so much pressure because they've got to then justify that ride. I think they're going to be under more pressure than Alex Marquez because they've got to justify that they were the right person for that ride. Yeah. But out no, of all those I who No, I think whoever gets that ride, to justify that ride, all they have to do is be better than DG and Antonio and then they can say well there's an improvement. I don't. I think they've got to be better than all the other riders that were linked to it. No, it's the same that's not the that, that's not their fault. That's whoever But it's kind of the same as the You know when Bastianini went to the Factory Ducati, it kinda of feels like now he's got to prove that he was better than Jorge Martin. I think. Obviously, well, he's had that injury, but... Yeah, I, well, there is a bit of that. You kind of think yeah. you have to justify people's faith in you. Yes, but if you go to Grassini Ducati, you know you're not going there. Well, obviously, everybody wants to win the championship and everybody wants to be a title contender, but are you really going to Grassini Ducati, which hasn't even a factory Ducati, are you really going there to be a title contender? Hmm. Or are you just going there to make sure that a bike with sponsorship gets rid around really fast? Yes. And you're fairly competitive and you get an old podium every now and again. Yeah, stick Jake Dixon on it. So, so out of those riders, who do you think is the favourite? Or who would you pick out of those? If I could pick any of them, like, let's just say there's no contract involved. There's so no... they're, they're all available. And they're all available, and they all want to ride the bike. Let's say that. Yeah. So they we're all at the, ride it's the bike. Like, I'm Alan Sugar in this. I'm Alan Sugar, and they're all standing in the front of me, wanting me to say you're hired. They're all yes. standing there, you know. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So it would be it'd be a toss up between three of them. Johan Zargo, because I think he's a decent rider for that bike. And he's got Jakarta experience. Arbolino, because he's coming up from Moto2 and you want somebody that's hungry and, uh, well, you want somebody that's passionate to be there. And then, obviously, Mark Marquez, because it's fucking Mark Marquez, you know. Yes. He's, he's still 
got something to prove possibly that he can't do on the Honda because it's just not in the right place. And he's marketable. You know, you can make money from him. Even Mark Marquez is a good bet because even if he doesn't win races, he still sells shirts. Yes. So in that sense... I think the... Per- go on. So in that sense, that's the three I would go for. Personally, if I had to choose one, from a business point of view, I would choose Mark Marquez because, like I said, Grassini Ducati, I don't think they're going to the... I don't think they're going to the start and finish at the first round of the season thinking we're going to win the championship. I don't think that's what they're doing. Mm. I think they're going there thinking we'll try our best and get as many results as we can. But with Mark Marquez riding for them, they will sell shirts. They'll make money and they might get a race one here and there. So, and there's that also that little bit extra as well that he'd be re- uh, riding with his brother. In the same team, that would yeah. also help with the. But mm, could you could well, you imagine yeah. if Mark Marquez went to Grassini Ducati, how much hype there would be? They would be getting so much publicity from that. They would be yes. reckoning in the money. They would be the the sponsorship they would get from it. The amount of interviews they would get. The amount of T-shirts they would sell. Marketable the two brothers together in the same uh, on the same outfit. Uh, it's just it, yeah, the, like it would, it would be silly not to have the opportunities there. That's yes. what I think. Hmm. Ash is going to say, I want Jack Jackson. Actually, <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that. I think out of all them riders, the one that would get the most points would be Franco Morbidelli. I think he would be, well, he doesn't do too badly on, on the Yamaha, like not too badly. And I think if he was on the Ducati, I think he, out of all of them, I think he'd get the most points on the board. You think Morbidelli would get more points than Mark Marquez? On that Ducati, absolutely. Yeah. Do you think Morbidelli could win the championship on that Ducati? Well, like you've said, it's the satellite Ducati, isn't it? It's still capable so, of winning. I don't think anybody. I don't. I don't think anybody that gets on that bike is going to win the championship. Jorge Martins fighting no. for the championship, even though he's on a. He's on a Pramac, though, isn't he? Which is basically a factory Ducati. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, uh, wait, wait, wait. It is the most up-to-date... Where's it gone? Uh, it, it is the most up-to-date... Where's it gone? It's the most up-to-date version of the 2022 bike you can get. Uh, uh, that's what you're going to say. De- Desmosedici. Desmosedici. <laughs> Desmosedici. Yes, yeah. it's the most up-to-date version of that. Yeah, the Primark is. Mm. Mm. Yes. I, I just think Franco I don't Mar- think I like Franco Morbidelli. I don't I think he's getting a hard rep. I said that last week. I think he's it's not his fault, nobody's picking on him, he just happens to be where he's at. Yamaha want the new rider. <clears throat> I don't think Franco Morbidelli would do any better or worse for that fact than Johan Zarto. I think they're on a par. Mm. I think Mar- mm. Marquez... I think if you said to... I think if you said to Grassini Ducati, you have Franco Morbidelli, you'll get 25 more points at the end of the season than what you'll get with Mark Marquez. I think they would still go with Mark Marquez because what's 25 points? Constructors, championships and stuff isn't so much a thing in MotoGP. Nobody really cares about it that much. So, but Mark Marquez will... Like I said, mm. he'll sell you, he'll sell you merchandise. He will. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Yes. Yeah, Mark Marquez would. And like you say, with the Marquez brothers being on the Ducatis and the same team, it's going to do, yeah, it so would Mar- do really Mar- well. If Mark Marquez is available, he'll go there. Well, he'll not go there. If Mark Marquez is available and he's willing to go there, I think Rossini Ducati would have him. You would get to the first race of the season and there would be a sea of purple or lilac or lavender or whatever colour it is. I'm saying purple. There would be a sea of purple. There would be. <laughs> yeah. Mm, probably. You're right. You, yeah, I agree with you on that. But who is going to go there? I don't think Mark Marquez is going to go there. I think Mark Marquez is going to stay at Honda. I think Mark Marquez is going to stay at Honda and he's going to finish his contract. Yeah, That's what I, I think is going to happen. And then he's going to go to KTM. Mm. That's what I think is going to happen. Uh, or, no, not KTM. Then he's going to go to Aprilia. Uh, no, is it, I don't think he's going to go to Aprilia. I do. He will. He will go to Aprilia. Where else is he going to go? This actually would fit nicely into the next bit of silly season. Right. Go on, then. Aprilia. Right. Fabio Quattararo, uh, this is the latest rumour, may be switching to Aprilia for 2024 as Yamaha haven't delivered on their promises. However, I can't see it happening because, firstly, all Aprilia riders are already confirmed for next season. And Quattararo has a contract with Yamaha for next season anyway. So I, I think there's too much stuff needs to happen for him to go to Aprilia. But that is the latest rumour. And as you said, there's no smoke without fire. I saw a headline in the MotoGP app. I read a little bit of it, but I didn't go into it in great detail because I was busy doing something else. But I saw a headline and it basically said that Quattararo was basically given Yamaha an ultimatum, like something needs to change or I'm off yes I don't think I don't think Quattararo's in the position at the minute and it is kind of Yamaha's fault but I don't think he's in the position at the minute where he can really make demands that no that I know he's I know he's good I know there's a lot of hype I know he's still young he's only 24 but I think there's enough there's enough cracks in the armour for people to look at it and think we don't know if Quattraro is the sort of guy we want to throw everything at. Yes. So I, if it comes to you can have Quattraro, but you're going to have to pay a massive financial fee to get him out of said contract. I don't know if anybody would do that. I don't know if a pretty would do that. But they would. I think they would do it for Mark Marquez because again, if Mark Marquez doesn't win you championships, he sells you shirts. You know what I mean? Yes. He's just so marketable. He brings you. It's. Yeah, he just he just brings that extra something to it. Like he's an eight-time world champion. He's got he's he's got a lot more than just the promise of winning races or possibly winning a championship. You know, mm. he can just make you so much money. Yes, I think I think Mark Marquez and Aprilia is a brilliant fit. Yeah, and, I do honestly and and. I didn't get it from other podcasts. I genuinely thought of this myself on this podcast as we were talking. It just kind of came to us. It was like, this is where he should go for X, Y, and Z. And I have since listened to other podcasts, and they're all saying the same thing. Everybody that knows anything is all saying the same thing. Yamaha will never have him. Never. KTM don't want him because KTM want to do it on their own. They don't want... They don't want Mark Marquez to be the one that won it for them because it looks like they sold out. Ducati don't need him. The only place where he can go and they want him is Aprilia. That's the only place he can go. 
When does uh, Mark Mack's contract run out? He's got 2024. Yeah, end of 2024, start of 2025. But Mark Marquez, I don't think cares about money. I don't think he cares about money. No. He's made. No, I don't think he he's does made either. 30, 40, 50, God knows, maybe even hundreds of millions. I don't know how much yeah. he's worth, but he's made enough money. It'll be, a, it'll be a lot. But I think he is more concerned about winning another championship. And especially if he could win another championship at another manufacturer. So if he had to pay some sort of financial, you know, if he had yeah. to pay like a, a certain amount to get out of a contract so he could get to Aprilia, and even he could maybe even cut a deal with Aprilia where they pay some of it for him. You know what I mean? Mm. It's I th- I think that's where he would go, and I think that'd be good for Honda as well because I think Honda and Mark Marquez are just they're just not in a good place anymore. I think no. Honda need to start again. They need to they need to start again, work from the bottom and work up, and you can't do that. I know Mark Marquez isn't old. I know he's only thirty, but you can't do that with somebody that's so familiar. You can't start afresh yeah. and start a new. You know the the two of them they're. Yes. Also, something you know, I've just thought of is Alicia Spargrove said he wants to basically be a test rider, and yeah, he said he wants. I think to that's from the end of next he? year. So there's going to the be a of, seat available when his contract's up. It's written in the, the stars. Let's call it now. The, the end podcast. of 2024. The end of 2024. The end of 2023. He wants to be a test rider. I thought it was the end of 24. I'm pretty sure I had something the other day about him staying next year. Right, racing. I I have a I have a question for Sam because I already know Chippy's answer on this. Do you honestly think, Sam, that if Mark say Marquez goes to Aprilia, do you think he can or any other bike? Do you really think that Mark Marquez can win another championship? Yes, and I do think that genuinely. Right, Ash okay. doesn't That's like that answer. No, it's not that I don't like it. I just thought I thought it would be a different answer. No, I genuinely I thought it would my, say no. My, my own personal opinion is I think Mark Marquez, and you've said this before, I think Mark Marquez should retire because I think he should finish on a high. To say I think he could win a yeah. championship, yes, I think he could win a championship. I don't think he will, but I think he could. You know what I mean? There's a difference between what I think mm. will happen mm. and what I think could happen. Of all the st- if he goes to Aprilia, Aprilia's got a good bike. They've got a decent bike. We said at the start. They of have the got a good bike. We said yeah. at the start of the year. If there's one bike that's going to like take it to the Ducatis this year, it's Aprilia. Even over KTM, we thought that. But they're depending on Maverick Vinales, who's just no not good enough, and he's never been good enough. No. And what I I don't think Marquez can win another championship I do. on any bike. Yes, he can. He's still got it. I, Honda hasn't. I don't hasn't. think he can. No, I don't think Honda's he can. letting him down. He's not letting Honda down. He's got the potential mm. to win another championship, but Honda at the minute don't. I think he does, but I I don't know how long he's got that for because he's he is thirty. He's thirty now, so twenty twenty four he'd be thirty one. So twenty twenty five he'd be thirty two. Mm. If you're going in, if you're if you're going into twenty twenty five, he's thirty two. If he stays at Honda for another year, you just have to think about how how match fit he's going to be, how race fit he's going to be. And I mean that if he stays with Honda, like if he stays with Honda and really settles into like what Honda is and what he can achieve with Honda, if he stays with Honda and he's battling just to get a point week in, mm. week out 
If he jumps in the Aprilia in 2025, does he then have what it takes to go and race at the front? Because by that stage, there'll be even more fresh blood coming in. You'll have mm. Arbolino there. You'll have Acosta come in. You might have Lopez. You'll have... You know, Jack Dixon. Albuquerque. Jack, oh, Jack Dixon, yeah. <laughs> Jack Dixon. <laughs> yes. Well, by, by 2025, regardless... Going on to Jack, going on to Jack Dixon. By twenty twenty five, regardless of he's won a Moto Two championship, if he stays in Moto Two for twenty twenty four and still doesn't win the title, if he's still being offered a ride for twenty twenty five, he should take it. Yes, that's my opinion on Jack Dixon. I just think he should stay in Moto Two and try and win a championship. Yes, year I agree. Time. I I just I honestly don't think Matt Marcus has got a championship in him. To, to win one he has I can't see it I cannot see it he's just I think he's got to that point now where he's he's been injured that much he just he can't do what he used to do he used to be able to go around the corner and stick his elbow out and hold the bike up with his elbow and his knee he, he can't do that anymore I think it's more wishful thinking from you that you don't want him to be it's able not, to do that honestly, because you hate him honestly, so much it's really oh fucking hell it's not honestly it's not if he was to win another championship fair play to him like I'd, I'd be quite impressed if he did mm. but you don't want him to be very impressed well no because Rossi's the girl exactly you've got a grudge against him that's why you don't want <laughs> I him to win got, no, I haven't you have you don't I like him because of what happened with Rossi yeah, but the, mainly most of the time, I just say stuff against Marquez because I know it annoys you because how much you love him. We, That's what we argue do. so much about this. We're going to have to make a whole episode one day about the whole Marquez <laughs> and Rossi thing. Because <laughs> uh, in my house, growing up, it was always Rossi. Yeah, I so. love Rossi. I, I love Rossi to bit. I think he's brilliant. I love. I just love Mark Marquez just that little bit more. Well, there you go then. And I think Marquez but is better. I, I, but I'm not saying it because of my opinions on Marquez and Rossi. I'm saying it because I don't think Marquez has what it takes to win another championship. I do. I think he has. I Put him on the just, right bike. He's been injured have. too much. No, no, he's been injured too no, much. It, injuries aside, he's he's more or less fine now. Yeah, but it's not though because. You never, you never heal back to where you. No, where right. He's, he's he never going to be. He's not going to be like he was when he was like what twenty two. No, I get, I get that, but like I say, he's not going to be able to ride. He's going to go to another bike and try and ride it like he used to ride his Honda. Yeah, but the other bike is more likely to be able to be like the old Honda. Honda now isn't anything like Honda used to be. No, of course, of course not, because they've they've had that that long of a gap without Marquez being able to give him data. Well, I've got, so I've, I just, I've been listening to you there while I've been in the toilet and, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I don't, I don't disagree with you completely, Ash. I personally don't think Marquez will win another championship, even if he goes to Aprilia. That's not to say he couldn't win another championship. He could because he's Mark Marquez, good enough. But, yeah, I just think there's a lot of young, hungry riders who come up who m- will maybe be well and not show them the respect that they would have showed him a few years ago. And I don't know if he's as hungry as he thinks he is. You know what I mean? Whenever it comes down to it, whenever mm. it comes down to 
putting your trust in that front wheel and throwing it into the corner and actually, you know, just giving it everything. I don't know if he's got that hunger. And saying that, if he's on a bike that is massively competitive and he can get to the front, Mark Marquez is really good. And something about Valentino Rossi, even as back as like 2015 when he nearly won the championship, they used to say that he wasn't winning races because he was fast. He was winning races because he knew how to disrupt all the riders. It was not to do with how well, it was to do how fast he was, but he knew how to disrupt all the riders. He knew to get in front of somebody, how to hold them back, how to annoy them, yeah. how to get inside their head. Mark Marquez can do that. Mark Marquez has got that psychological, psychological, like you know, step up over a lot of riders, and even now, I like. Even now, he can look at a rider on the pits. Mark Marquez can look at him and say, you know, he can, he can look at somebody with that sort of thing in his head, like, you're lucky I get injured. And was it 20, 2020 he got injured? Yes. He would have, mm. if he hadn't got injured, he would have breezed that championship. He would have. Yeah. I don't so know, you know. Yeah, I think... Uh, the Honda was knackered then, because apparently they did a big change that year, and I think that's. I know, but I know, but twenty twenty was all over the place. Twenty twenty was a mad year for everything. You, Mir won the championship, and I think we only won one race the whole the whole yeah. season. Mark Marquez would have. Yeah. If Mark Marquez hadn't been injured, he would have won twenty twenty. I, be- I believe he would have. Yeah, as he probably well. would have, because yeah. nobody else took control of that championship. Yeah. And he's got that. I still, I still think Marquez has got that psychological, you know, step up in a lot of riders. Yeah. Like, Peko Banyaya, looking favourite to win this year. And you said yourself, Peko Banyaya, you like it that Peko Banyaya is becoming the man to beat. Mm. And it's good to have that. But Peko Banyaya's maybe get this in the back of his head that's saying you only beat Mark Marquez because he was on a Honda that didn't work yeah you know I mean? he's, he's maybe got that itch you know what I mean also Peko Bang now when he's leading a race I always think he could throw it up the road he could throw it up the road and I always think he's yeah. thinking that as well he's yeah. thinking I might end up losing this I could end that's up dropping why the bike I, that's why I think he did so well in Silverstone especially the first race when it was wet because mm. his, his attitude was I don't care if I win, I just don't want to crash. You know yes. what I mean? That's why I think he does so well. Anyway, put Mark Marquez on in Aprilia. Mark Marquez goes out. First race of the season, 2025. Even 2024 of what happens. First race of the season, let's say 2025. Marquez on in Aprilia. Peko Bagnaia has won three championships by this stage, right? We're in the future. He's won three championships. He's the man to beat Billy Big Bollocks. Chest pushed out. Mark Marquez is on in Aprilia. Media's going mad. People are taking pictures. There's everybody's just this is it. Mark Marquez goes out first qualifying session. Boom, he's front of the row. He's front first, massive, yeah. massively fast. You know, he's out there in front. What statement does that make? Pego Banyaya. Then that's the first time in his racing career he looks at Marquez and thinks, "This guy can actually beat me now because he's on a bike that works." And that's the psychological advantage that Marquez has over him at the minute. It's 2015 all over again, <laughs> except this time. I don't, except I this just time, don't think it'll happen. This time, Mark Marquez is the old dog 
and Pego Bainaya as the young upstart. Yes, I can write this stuff. That's what's going to happen. And I think Dorn what Marcus should going do to happen is... too. They want to make it happen. He should have a season on a different bike. And if he's not performing, he should retire and start his own race team. No, you yeah. can't have, just like you can't. Have, I'll agree can't with that. One, you can't have one season on a different bike. You need a season to learn. Unless you're Valentino Rossi, then you can just go out and win. But you need a season to learn, and then you need a season to race. Yeah. But he might go out and win in the first season. I don't think he will. But if you do, what I'm saying is, if he doesn't make anything of it, he needs to retire and do what. Because he is, as we know, he is an amazing rider and he has a lot of knowledge and stuff that he can pass on, just like Rossi has. And he should make his own racing team. And then we can have another, like, little Rossi and a little Marquez going at it. I don't know (laughs) if Mark Marquez wants to make his own team. I think he should. I think it'd be stupid if he did. I can't see it, you know. No, but even from... Even before Valentino Rossi retired, even before he was close to retiring, you could see... You could see how he liked to mentor other riders. He like he had his ranch. Mm. He liked riders to turn up to his yeah. ranch, and you could see how he really liked to mentor younger riders and help them out and be that sort of. Whereas Marquez has always been quite for himself, hasn't he? Really. Well, yeah, I think Marquez has been very selfish. Yeah, he's just been very narrow-minded yeah. to what he wanted. But you have to think: whenever Valentino Rossi retired, what age was he? Forty. Uh, how old was he? I thought it was more he was than that. Retired and started racing cars and winning that now. <laughs> he was like, yeah, he's he forty-four like, now. It must have been yeah. what two, three years ago. He retired what twenty twenty or twenty nineteen was his last year or something like that. So he was about forty whenever he retired. Mark Marquez is only thirty, so you can't turn around and say, "Oh, Mark Marquez wasn't." You know, he, he didn't put the arm around riders the way Valentino Rossi did. Because, like I say, Valentino Rossi had 10 years. Yeah. You know. yeah. So Mark Marquez might become mm. that. But. That's to be I seen. just don't know. Anyway. just don't know if he wants to start his own team. I've not seen any signs to suggest that that's what he wants to do. Mm. I think he's too focused on what he's doing now to think about the future like that. Imagine, mm. imagine he did start his own team, though. That'd be class. The MM93 Academy. How long would it be before VR46 goes to Yamaha? Mark Marquez. MM. MM93. Yes. <clears throat> Guess the Honda. <laughs> he, he, he wouldn't call himself M and M ninety three. Surely not. He wouldn't. He wouldn't just call me VR forty six. I think he would. <laughs> no. Anyway, um, should we move on? Uh, yes, let's move on. Can I just say one other thing? This is just completely random, digressing a little bit. I think <laughs> I think Valentino Rossi should make a virtual reality motorcycle racing game. Simply because his name is VR forty six, virtual reality. I think he should make a VR motorcycle racing game, and he could just call it VR forty six. You can tell the sun's been drinking. Yeah, <laughs> number four, baby. <laughs> <laughs> right, is that it for silly season? It then? is. But before we go on to the predictions, I think we should go on to the question. Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. I forget all about this question. Right. Yeah. Question. 
You well, asked a question. Well, last question, week Charlie. you asked a question, but it was my question that you stole. So I had to Not think me. of another one for this week. I didn't steal anything from you. You did. That was exactly well, the question. I put it in the dock. I asked me was asking that question for a week. And we just I have been them. asking that question for weeks. <laughs> so I had to think of another one. So this is my question for this week. Who do you think will be the next British world champion? Now this can be in any class. It can be Moto3, Moto2, MotoGP, MotoE, any of the world superbike uh, support classes. It, don't go into like... Um, yeah, yeah, call, we like, speedway or anything yeah. like that. Just, yeah, yeah. just keep it like yeah, short me, circuit racing. None of us have a fucking clue about speedway or yeah. super stop or, no. or um, supercross or anything. Motocross. Yes. No, none of us know anything about that anyway. So yes. So who do you think is going to be the next? Right, British I will World go champion? first because I've I've sort of answered this uh, shot anyway. Uh, I would have to say the closest chance of another British world champion would be Jonathan Ray. Because I just can't see anybody else currently getting anywhere near. You know, I, I just can't see it. Um, possibly Jake Dixon in Moto Two next year if he stays in Moto Two, and that's the only thing the only, only people I could think of. Interesting, you say next year, not this year, because he is only fifty points behind in the championship, and there's still half the season to go. Well, yeah, all right. It could it could be this year. No, but Jack he's probably going to end up staying. In- Jack Dixon will not like this year. Jack Dixon proved at Silverstone that he does not have the mental capacity to win Moto Two this year. Yeah, I he agree. defeated him. He defeated himself. And now this is you know how much I like to digress. I was listening to an interview with Tyson Fury, and this was before he fought Vladimir Klitschko. He said that they used to sit in a sauna. And he sat in a sauna with Vladimir Klitschko and he said that he knew that Klitschko used to turn the heat up and sit there and he would sit there for hours. And he sat there and Klitschko had to go out first and Tyson Fury said that's when he knew he'd beat Vladimir Klitschko because he and that was years before he fought him. Yeah. And it's that mental attitude, you need that mental attitude and Jack Dixon doesn't have it at the moment. He might have it next year, maybe this is the year he might actually learn, but he, he's not got it. I don't yes. think he's got it. Anyway, that's my little... Well, that's my opinion that's anyway. My run. Um, yeah. Chippy. Well. Well, it's Chippy's question, so would you yeah, like me to answer Sam first? Answer first. Just don't copy my answer. Well, I've not even looked at your answer, so I can see it written there, but I've not looked at it. So, rather than just pick a name, I thought the decent thing to do would be go through all the World Championships in which Chippy's talking about. World Super Sport... World Superbikes, World Supersport 300, Moto3, Moto2, MotoGP, which there's none. But So I went through all of them. And I think our best chance of... If I end up copying your answer here, Chappie, I'm sorry. I've not looked at your answer. I've not read it. I think our best chance is possibly in World Supersport. So I'm looking at the riders we've got there. We've got Tom Bethamos, Tarn McKenzie... John McPhee and Harry Trelove. Mm. So I'm thinking Tara McKenzie on a decent bike, on a competitive bike, yeah. might have a chance of actually winning the championship in the World Supersport. I don't think he'll do it in the bike he's on. The only thing is, maybe... his contract, I think next year and the year after, is on a super bike for that team. 
So he's moving up to Superbike. He should be moving up to Superbike with that team. Right. I believe. I'm not 100%, but I'm pretty sure that's what's happening. So he should be moving th- on from Supersport. I think Tom Booth Amos, if he didn't try and bite off more than he can do and try and do two championships at the one time, if he concentrated on the World Supersport, he might have more of an opportunity to actually win it. Mm. John McPhee... Again, if he had a competitive bike, but I don't know if he's really... He's always the nearly man. He is always the nearly man. I then looked at Moto2. Jack Dixon, I don't see it, no. I've already explained. I, th- I, I, th- I think his head's... I genuinely think Jack Dixon's head went last week or last weekend. I think yeah. I think his head gone. I think he, he talked himself out of the championship, and that's going to be sitting with him for a week or two. So Yes. He, he might surprise us, or he might surprise me. I hope he does. I would love him to. Brilliant. Rory Skinner's not quite there yet. Sam Lowe's Moto Two going to World Superbikes. That's mm. and he's on a Ducati. That could that that could potentially be yeah. a World Superbike winning combination. Now to throw a little maybe out there. There's a young woman. Young lass called Katie Hand, who raced in the R3 Blue CRU Championships. Now, I don't know if she's a regular, but she's been in that championship. I've seen her name before. Has she been in, she might have been in like Junior Super Sport or something like that. So, there's a young rider who won British Talent Cup. It was either last year or the year before, but he's racing in like European Championships at the moment. Casey O'Gorman. That could be it, yeah. Irish lad. Red Bull Rookies as raised... well, I think. I think it's was to go to, European Talent if was, Cup. And... If he was to go to something like World Supersport 300, yeah. he could maybe win it. But that depends where he wants to go, because he probably wants to go to Moto3 and then move mm. up into Moto2 and try and go to GP. But if he was to go to World Supersport 300, that's an avenue for a British championship. Yeah. Or a British champion. I think he was at the... Uh... Junior Super Stop this weekend. I think he stood in for someone. He got taken out in the warm-up lap, or he took somebody mm-hmm. out. I can't remember now. Oh yeah, I saw but that. He's uh, he's a good young rider. Yeah. But my uh, sorry, have you finished your your answer? Yeah. Well, ultimately, I'm going to narrow it down. I think our best opportunity for a world champion. Sam Lowe's. I quite like that shout, actually. That is quite a good shout. And that's like, I've given you a quite in depth sort of. Yes. I'm, I'm not going to go quite as in depth. Uh, but I'm kind of with Ash that I think Johnny Ray is the favourite. But I don't I yeah. don't think he will be winning another world championship. Uh, perhaps Brad Ray, if he can improve and get settled into the class. I can't see... Well, no, not at the minute, because he's new to the class, but once he's got his feet under the table and he's settled in, I think he could be towards the front. You're both shaking your head at me. At least that improved himself. But I'm going to say, I think our next world champion, and this is going out on quite a a bold claim. Very bold. I think it could be Johnny Garness in Moto3. Now, bear in mind, he's only like 14. I think he's got to be at least is it 17 or 18 now to get into Moto3. So mm-hmm. it's not going to be for another five or six years. 
How is he getting on with his recovery? I haven't read anything about that. I know he's well, been at to... the races and stuff. He's been. And I, I, he was holding the brolly, wasn't he? Yeah. Hmm. He's recovering, but I don't think he's back on a bike yeah. yet. But hmm. I'm I I'm not saying Johnny Garnes doesn't have the potential to win a Moto Three. But your follow-on question is: Who do you think will be the next? Not who will win. Who do you think will be the next? I think he'll be the next. I don't think we'll have a British World Champion before then. In the next five I, or six years. I think our best opportunity with the British Talent Cup, I think our best opportunity for a, like a world champion in these levels is World Supersport 300 before MotoGP. Yeah, but all we've got is Fenton Seabright in that Yeah, minute. now, but we've got like Malmsey and Belford and... The if one of them could get into that, yeah, I suppose. But, but they all, again, they all, they all want to go to Moto3. That's where they want to go. Mm. You speak... Let's say you speak. The pundits speak to them. You know, they put the they interview them, and they all say the same thing. They want to go to MotoGP. Of course they do. Of course that's what they want. Yes. They want the biggest and best. If you said to them now, oh, you can go to the World Supersport 300, they would probably sunk their shoulders and be like, oh, mm. "Why go to Moto3?" Yes. Hmm. I like that shout though, Johnny Garnes. Actually, that's quite. Cool. Yeah, I quite like Sam's shout of uh, Sam Lowe's. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it depends. Well, I just. It's just because Jake Jake Dixon <laughs> could win this year. Yeah, he could. He could. He, he still could win this year. He needs to. Jake Dixon needs to come out in Austria, and he needs to win. Yeah. And I don't yeah, mean he needs to smash it. I don't he? mean like. I don't mean he needs to win to claw back points because obviously if he wins, he will gain points. For his head. He's he will for his head. Points, he but he needs to, to come out and win and just, you know, prove that Silverstone was the anomaly. Yes. He needs to prove that the three rounds prior to the summer break wasn't a fluke or mm. flukes, mm. plural. He needs to prove. He needs to prove that Silverstone was the anomaly. It was raining, there was pressure. You know, he needs that. He needs to come out and win in Austria. If he wins in, if Jack Dixon comes out and wins in Austria, that's the halfway point. There's still another ten rounds to go. That's the halfway yeah. point. If he comes yes. out and wins in Austria, like wins, I don't mean comes third or second. If he comes out and wins in Austria, he can then stand on the podium, top of the podium, and he can say, "I'm a title contender." Silverstone was a blip. I lost my head a little bit. Apologies for that. <laughs> I'm back. I'm coming for you. Mm. Unless Darren Binder's behind him. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah, he needs to win at Austria. I think. Yeah, I, I think he needs to. Yeah. And I'll be the first one to tell you that if he wins at Austria, I, like, I've just said that I don't think he'll win the championship this year because I think his head's gone but if he comes out and wins in Austria I'll change my mind on that because we're allowed to mm. change your mind yes you're allowed yeah, to you change say this your every, every we're allowed to change our you mind. are allowed to change your mind if somebody asks you if you want a cup of tea and you say yes I want a cup of tea and then you bring me a cup of tea you're allowed to say actually you know what I've changed my mind I don't want a cup of tea I'm not drinking that <laughs> well that's tea. a dick move you drink that fucking cup of tea <laughs> no anyway <laughs> Come into my house, I'm just like, kettle's boiled, tea there if you want it. 
Right. <laughs> I, have, I have to ask Chippy to make me a cup of tea when I go around. You don't go into a friend's house and ask them to make tea. You just start making tea. No, because if I did that, he would go. He would have a fit. I have a fit. I keep my eye on you. Would, if I went and start, if I started moving your kettle about, what do you need to move the kettle about? You only fill it. With why water would you and... move the kettle? You would just lift the kettle, put water on it, fill it and with set water. it back down. Yeah. Fill it with water. You know. So you put it back down. And then he'd the be like, "Oh, you haven't, you haven't, you haven't." I, I shit you not, he weighed my cup of tea once. I don't, I weigh the milk that goes in it, because that's force of habit, that's what I do. <laughs> to make sure that the calories... He weighed my cup of tea. I weigh the milk and then I log it into my fitness pal. It stops me getting fat, Ash, you should try it. <sighs> nah, I like being fat, it's good. Stay warmer. Yeah, whenever, whenever we went back to Armoy, I took uh, Jason back, who you guys know, and he just fit in so well back... Because he was staying at my mum's house, basically. Stayed there. And at the start, my mum was like, it's not some posh English twat coming to stay here. And I was like, no, he's not posh. She's not like I'm two guys in the podcast. And I was like, no, he's not like them, because she thinks you sound posh. I was like, no, he's not like them. There's just like, you know, he's proper down to earth. And he, what, within five minutes, he was just standing up making tea. Like, you know, I was like, there was no, like, can I make tea or you know, none of that. He just basically just... Helped himself. He stood up. He was hooking through the covers, getting tea bags out. <laughs> I said, "Yeah, my mum appreciate that. She hates people that just sit around and walk about in eggshells." Please, can I make a cup of tea? So it's like round chippies. <laughs> can you imagine me walking into Chippy's house and waiting and having to ask him to make tea? I'd be fucking making tea. That'll be it. I'd be making I tea. don't think I could have you in my house. <laughs> I'd, be very res- I'd be very respectful of your house, Chavi. I am a very, very good. I'm a very good host, and I'm a very good. Uh, and then within what, five minutes, he would have one of your dining room dining room chairs on his yes. chin. I would not leave my dog in the same room as you alone. I'm good with dogs. Dogs love me. <laughs> yeah. Dogs genuinely like me. Apart from Ash's dog, because it's a dickhead. Yeah, Ash's dog is a no, dick. It's not a it dickhead. Is, dog no, it's not a dickhead. Your dog is the biggest dickhead dog I've ever met. It's no, so my dog is just anxious. He's an anxious dog. And when he has somebody like Sam come up and go, All right, you big man, yeah! And fucking like, get in his face and fucking rough him up. Yeah, he's going to growl at you because you've just no, fucking shouted at that's him. What, that's what I do with all dogs. And, and he's the majority. Yeah, well, he, he doesn't like it. But he went to bite my dog. He went to bite my dog because he wanted to play. And he bit him yeah, he because he's like miserable. Dog, he growled at my face. dog. He growled at my dog every time he'd he seen bite my, him. He growled at my dog every time we seen my dog. I can remember once we were out walking and there was a dog walking on the other side of the street and your dog started going mad and growling and barking. Nah, and, he yeah, does. and you were like, oh, oh, I've never done that before. And I was like, your dog does that all the time. Because your <laughs> no, dog, your no, dog no. is spoiled rotten. Your dog is spoiled. Remember that time you were out walking and there was one little thorn and you picked your dog up and walked him for about 100 metres carrying him. You Fuck carried, off. Yeah, you did, that is such a lie. dog for like 100 metres. That is the I biggest... Like, anybody, anybody listening and they're not listening at this point, I was like, this is the, the biggest fucking lie ever. Tell me you didn't pick your dog that up. That is a lie. You didn't pick your dog up and carry him. No. Yes, you did. No, I I've didn't. I've seen you do I lifted before. up his paw... 
I've lifted up his paw no, and I took you the ouchie out of his you paw. You left at your dog and you caught, you were like, there's thorns here and you shit yourself and you left at your dog and you nah. carried him for about 100 metres. Anybody like, listening to this, that this is, is all oh, lies. This is not a lie. This is so true. This is so true. Nah, and you're in denial. You're in denial the way you treat that dog. You treat that dog better than you treat your children. Sit that yourself. No. Yeah, you sit that yourself. No. <laughs> oh, that's a cunt as well. That's a Such lies. a cunt of a dog. It's not even nice. It doesn't even like you. No, it's not. If He's you, the best dog ever. If something happened to you, that dog would eat you. Would? Eat you? No, I wouldn't. Bloody fuck. Should we get on to the predictions? Does, yes, let's yes. do that. <laughs> Enough about how shit, though. My dog's the best in the world. Right. MotoGP Austria. Sprint race. Sam. Hold on, let me find. So, for the sprint race, I have gone with Peko Banyaya. Ash, you've changed yours. What was it before? It wasn't Bezeki. I don't know. I, 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 no, it's Michael Bezeki. I, I watched you change it earlier. Well, you should have paid more attention then, shouldn't you? But my uh, prediction is Marco Bezeki. I think it's Jorge Martin. I'm sure it was. Well, it wasn't, but... I've gone with Brad Binder. Yeah, yeah. yeah but Brad Binder's good. We'll see what Chappie's thinking is in the next yeah. one, right? So, the MotoGP <laughs> feature race. Ash, who have you gone with? Bagnaya. I thought I'd be going with Bagnaya for the feature race, but then I changed my mind. Two... And you went with... Say the line, Sam. Say the Sam. line, Sam. I went with Johan Zargo. It's <laughs> <laughs> going to 1-1. It's going to 1-1 eventually. And Chappie, you've gone with... Well, thing is, I, I had the first prediction on this, so I could have chosen anybody, and I went with Jack Miller. So what Chappie has done, basically, is he's went, oh, it's an Austria. KTM are from Austria. Therefore, KTM are going to win both races. <laughs> yeah, but That's what he's Brad done. Binder's won round there. Jack Miller always goes well round there. They're on KTMs. Mm. Yeah. It's written in the stars. They're going to win. <laughs> okay. Is it going to rain? I don't know, actually. I haven't checked. Well, if it, if it doesn't rain, then Jack Miller's not going to win. <laughs> he says. <laughs> Jack Miller fan. <laughs> I don't know. Just Jack Miller's could, one. I like Just because he could out-drink you. <laughs> right. Moto2. Uh, <laughs> Sam. I have gone for Aaron Cannett. I really want him to win one. I do as well. He's always second. I know. I really want him to win one. I hope he does. Chappie, who have you gone with? Chip. Chippy. I've gone with Jake Dixon. Big shout that after last week. Yeah, I think he's going to bounce back mm. if he's got How the right d- mental state. Do you think, has he got over it yet? I don't know. Do you think, is he still, do you think... Ash, who have you picked first before we go into this? Because I'll probably talk shite for five minutes. Uh, I've picked Pedro Acosta. Good shite, to be honest. Nobody picked uh, Arbolino. Uh, do you think, is Jack no. Dixon, a week later, do you think, is he still getting up in the morning, brushing his teeth, looking at himself in the mirror and thinking, why the fuck did I say that? Do you think, <laughs> is he still doing that? Or do you think is he there brushing I, I his teeth? Think is he brushing his teeth? Going, I cannot believe that Darren Bender has not been banned for life. How dare he? <laughs> like, 
I know he's, he's from South Africa, but I don't know what the DVLA is called in South Africa, so I'm going to call it the DVLA. He's there brushing his teeth thinking, how dare the DVLA not take his license off him right now? How dare they? No, I, I think he's probably thinking the first one. I think yeah. he's what an idiot. Yeah. Why the fuck did I say that? It's like Jim Carrey. Because his, he... his missus, his missus would have spoke to him after that and said that was fucking stupid. <laughs> Guarantee you, you're an idiot. Yeah, what? pretty much. But that's what wives and missuses and girlfriends say to husbands and boyfriends yes. constantly. No matter what you do, you're a fucking idiot. Well, <laughs> thanks for your support, love. Great. Thank you <laughs> yes. for that. You do something, you come home, you're a fucking idiot. Great. Cheers, love. Thanks for your support. If I if I do anything in life and come home and my wife tells me I did a good job, I know something's wrong. <laughs> uh, this is the point where I turn around and go, "Okay, how much did you spend?" But she's a breadwinner in our house because I'm unemployed. <laughs> I'm a bum. <laughs> You'd sit around making podcasts all day. <laughs> I'm unemployed and I drink too much. <laughs> Chippy Moto Three. Uh, who have you got? I for? went with Dennis Onchu for this one. Yeah, he's good. He's he is good. Who have you and got? He's on the KTM as well. Is who he? have you gone for? He Ash? is, but that's not the reason why I went for it. Well, I would have gone with Suzaki, but you chose Suzaki. I so I didn't ask you I've, to tell the audience who I've gone with or the listeners. Well, I asked who you've gone with. Don't care. So who have you gone I've with? I've gone with. Da- David Alonso. Okay, and I've gone with Suzaki. And if you'd have pulled your finger out your ass and actually got on the dog before me, you could have went with Suzaki. But once again, Ash leaves it all to the last minute because he's <laughs> so busy. <laughs> Considering I'm the one that's updated the dock the past two fucking weeks in actually, a row. Actually, I Is updated this it? today. Yeah. Yes, I know you updated it. I meant it said the past two weeks. Yes, yeah. the... Yeah, you mean me. Yeah, you mean and me. I got my predictions. You mean in when you first. fucked it up? <laughs> remember, remember that when you fucked it up. Don't matter. I still week. got my fucking predictions in first. I've been busy. That's why I didn't have time to do it. It's always busy. I've never known anybody be so busy. You're never busy. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I was burying my grandmother, <laughs> Chippy. Sorry about that. That's yeah. That's I'll just I'll just fuck that off and I'll just put my predictions in while I'm fucking carrying the coffin in. You're to take. <laughs> Fuck me. You mean it's any time during the service you couldn't have just got your phone out and done it? <laughs> no, no, I don't think I could have. Like I think that would have been a bit disrespectful, actually. There's always some point. Anyway, let's, let's, let's not go on to this, because I'll end up fucking smashing my laptop to pieces. Um, yeah, so I would have picked Sazaki, but obviously you got there first, so. Yes. And I do think he's Only because right. I usually pick Sazaki. Yeah. I do think I hope this is the week he wins. <laughs> and I can I know you do. I know you do. I was right. I hope he doesn't. Sazaki won. Doesn't. I'm glad I had faith in him all this time. I'm glad I put so much faith in him. Ash is he's a not gonna win. for not picking him. <laughs> Dav- David Alonso is gonna win. I hope no KTM wins a race at all this week. So I can tell Chappie he's a loser for picking all KTMs. Well, I'm still a winner Obviously. this week for saying O'Halloran will win and Charlie Nesbitt get a podium. We don't ask about who's going to get podiums. Yeah. Podiums isn't a thing. Podium, yeah, but like, I still... Oh, who's, I who's still... We should call this game I win. 
Oh, well, I think I think next week uh, and and MotoGP, regardless of who wins, I think Pico Bagnaia will definitely get a podium. There, I said it. Pico Bagnaia gets a podium. Yeah, but that's obvious. Big bullies. Yeah, it's obvious. You well done for picking. uh, Thanks, Sam. Should we also say in the podcast that you basically said he wasn't going to get a podium in race three? I didn't think he was going to get a podium he, in race not three. Not only no. did you not think he's going, I did. You were quite that. You were quite forceful about the fact that he <laughs> wasn't going to get a podium in race three. I, I just didn't think he was going to get. I thought everybody else would have caught up. They'd have changed the settings and they'd have made more progression and uh, finished ahead of him. But I was wrong, and I'm glad I was wrong. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it was. Very good. It's nice to see young rookies doing well. Yes. It's nice to see young the British rookies. Yeah, it's, well, British superbikes are going to get that. But it's nice to see young riders, the riders of the future, the riders of tomorrow, even though you look at Charlie Nesbitt and this isn't to be disrespectful to him or to Cook or to riders of their standard where do you see them going in the future do you think is British Superbike the ceiling or do you think they've got World Superbikes to go to or uh, I'm pretty sure Charlie Nesbitt has done world level I'm pretty sure he did like Rebel Rookies something else I'd like to see him go back to world level Maybe World Super Sport or even World Super Bike at one point, yeah. Max Cook, I think, could go Mm. far as well. But do you think are they going there with the opportunity to actually compete, or do you think are they just going there to make up numbers? I don't know. I think they'd be more going there possibly to just make up numbers, but I'd like to think they can Obviously, it's really good if somebody says to you, do you want a seat in the world level? You'll be like, yeah, of course they do. Brilliant, class. At least I can look back in my career and say, I was there and I fucking did it. Yes. True lies. Little, little movie Easter egg, true lies. Jimmy Lee Curtis. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got a good question for next week, but I'll leave it for next week. I was very tempted just to yeah. ask. Very tempted just to ask it there now. But it's not the sort. No, of, let's leave it for next. It's week. not the to sort go to of. Bed. It's not the sort of question I can just throw out so there you. and expect to get an answer. It needs to be rehearsed. It needs to be like properly looked into. I think Ash might be able to answer the question a lot better off the cuff than what you would, Chippy. Just send it in the group uh, chat now, and I'll see if. No, I can, no, I'm, yeah. I'll put it in there in a day or two. Okay. Well, I'll put it in the, I'll put it in the group chat tonight, and you can think about it. You can have all week. Chap, you might need a week to look at it. It's that sort of question. Okay. It's a good question. It's the sort of it's the Sam sort of question. It could be anything sort of question then. Yeah. Being that I do like to talk a lot of shit. You really I do. Like this, mm-hmm. I don't like this. Just a standard sort of black and white question. Has to be a little bit of spice to it. And anybody else that's listening, if you are still listening to the podcast, you almost can send certainly us your not. Questions. Almost certainly not, absolutely. But you can send us your own questions. That's easy to do, and it can be about anything. It can be 
bike related and whenever I mean bike related I mean the spectrum can be wild anything at all to do with bikes it doesn't need to be about motorbike racing uh, we'll happily answer anything if you've listened to this whole show you'll understand that we just talk shit basically and occasionally talk about motorcycle racing uh, get involved with who am I talk about the well anything you want to really Send us any feedback on how you think the show went, what we can improve, what we did badly, what we did well. And in order to do that, you need to get in touch with us. And Ash will run you through our socials. Yep, so you can email us at podcast.bigbadbs.co.uk. We're on YouTube, just search The Big Bad Bike Show. Do not forget to like and subscribe and hit that notification bell as well. We are on X at the Big Bad BS. Or Twitter for most people who give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Instagram, the Big Bad Bike Show. And we also have a Facebook group, the Big Bad Bike Show. Uh, no, sorry, that's a Facebook page. We have a group which is just called the Big Bad BS. That one is our most popular one. Um, if you want to get in touch with us direct, uh, you got Sam's Twitter or X. At the Big Bad Biker, uh, my Instagram, the Up North Biker, and Chippy's Twitter or X at Moto Chippy. Here's a question for you: Has Threads died? Does anybody use it anymore? It lasted for. I don't really. The the thing that put me off it was it just brought up loads of random stuff. It wasn't the stuff I was following. It was just random stuff that I wasn't interested. Yeah, in the beginning. It was really good because you followed all that stuff and that was all you got. And then one day I logged on and there was just loads of shit on there that I didn't know yes. about. See, I think yeah, it's nah, died it's slightly. But then I didn't like Twitter either, so... No, but I think the way Twitter you can hashtag stuff is really good because then it can mm. start a trend. But in threads it's just you at stuff. Anyway, that's just talking shit. Yes. <laughs> that has led us to the end of the show... These other two lazy cunts want to go to sleep. I can see, you can't see them, but I can. They're just... Ash gets head in his hands pretty much. Chappie's lying down. I'm the only professional one. Five beers and still going. So, there's nothing else to say but give you the goodbye. So, Ash... Toodle pip. Chappie. Goodbye. This has been the Big Bad Bike Show. Goodbye. I don't think that one was too bad. <laughs>